Well, hello, everybody. What is going on? Uh, this is Grant here, uh, inserting in something that we are recording now after our original recording. It is just me here. Uh, we are bringing you, I am bringing you some, some news. Um, if you're listening to this uh, on Thursday, like we usually release, and you will have already seen um, that it is official that after 14 seasons, 14 years, Pete Carroll is out as the head coach of the Seattle Seahawks. And a couple days ago, Mike Rabel was the biggest news. Mike Rabel, that was the shocking news, but I, I think that this one takes the cake in terms of the shock factor. Uh, this coaching carousel that is continuing to happening continues to happen is crazy. We also saw today Nick Saban, also both two extraordinary coaches, both at 72 years old, have said goodbye um, to, to where they will leave their legacy. And I'm sharing this information or bringing you this information. And I just got to, this is personal, this is kind of my raw, unfiltered thoughts about all of it. Uh, I'm personally gutted. Uh, Pete Carroll joined the team in, in 2010. Um, I started watching in 2010. I started paying attention to the Seahawks. I have a, a Matt Hasselbeck jersey. 2010 was his last year uh, with the Seahawks. So like, this is who I've been following. This is all I've ever known is Pete Carroll football in Seattle. And I just got to say it. Um, one of the greatest coaches the game of football has ever seen. Absolutely one of the greatest coaches the game of football has ever seen. He is only one of three coaches who has won a national title in college and won a Super Bowl in the NFL. And, and his, his greatness in Seattle will always be remembered. And the thing that I want to say is that uh, they need to build a statue for this guy. I believe that he is one of the most influential people in Seattle sports history. I think Ken Griffey Jr., absolutely. And then honestly, I might go Pete Carroll because what Pete Carroll did was raise the standard for not just the Seahawks, but for all of the other sports in the area, in the region, is what Pete Carroll did. And just, I mean, some of his accolades, 14 seasons, obviously won Super Bowl 48. Uh, he had a winning record in 11 of 14 seasons as a head coach. He had 136 regular season wins, 147 playoff wins, with a um, a six uh, a point six oh six win percentage. That's the highest in Seahawks franchise history, and ten playoff wins since 2010, which is tied for the third most among NFL head coaches in NFL history. So he's tied for the third most at, at, of all time, and just how significant this is. Um, in terms of him ranking, in terms of franchise, he sets all the records, all the records for, for pretty much any category that you would count for a head coach uh, for the Seahawks. Obviously, 137 regular season wins, most all-time, 35% all-time wins for the franchise. Pete Carroll makes up 35% of our total wins as a franchise. Eight seasons of 10-plus wins. Uh, in the previous 34 years, the franchise only had five, and he had eight. Eight seasons of 10-plus wins. Before that, was only five. He also had five division titles, so we won the NFC West five times, most all-time for, for a Seahawks coach, and 45% of all division titles of the franchise came from under the Pete Carroll era. Pretty much half of them. Ten playoff appearances, most all-time for a Seahawks coach, 
50% of all playoff appearances for the franchise and two Super Bowl excuse me two Super Bowl appearances most all-time 66% of our Super Bowl appearances under the Pete Carroll era and of course the one Super Bowl win it's the only one and he has it and he got to hoist that trophy um he had his press conference today I would encourage you guys to 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 read it um first I do want to read the 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 Jody Allen uh, who's 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 our, our our chair for the Seattle Seahawks? She kind of she released this statement, which uh, Jameson sent to our group chat uh, here earlier today, and I was absolutely blown away. And it says, after thoughtful meetings and careful consideration for the best interests of the franchise, we have amicably agreed with Pete Carroll that his role will evolve from head coach to remain in the organization as an advisor. Pete is the winningest coach in Seahawks history, brought the city its first Super Bowl title, and created a tremendous impact over the past 14 years on the field and in the community. His expertise in leadership and building championship culture will continue as an integral part of our organization moving forward. P will always be a beloved member of the Seahawks family. And like I said today, he had his press conference. He had his little kind of his last one as head coach. Um, and there, there's a lot of great moments in it. Um, I'd, I'd encourage you to, to listen to it if you're just a fan of football. Um, and what he has done for 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 the game as a whole, but for Seattle specifically, especially if you're a Seahawks fan, go watch it. There's a good chance you may you may shed a tear or two. He shed quite a few. Um, but there was one thing that I, he stood out in what he said. And if if you've known football, you know that Pete Carroll's always been known for his culture that he's created. And when asked about one of the things he was the most proud of was was that that culture he did in Seattle. And his quote was this. If you care for people deeply and you loved them for who they were and found the extraordinary uniqueness that made them them, celebrate that. Not try to make them something they're not. And I think that if you look at his past players, obviously you may you may see that a lot of them are in support of him and you know giving him his flowers and all that kind of good stuff. And there's there's players that have had fallings out with the organization that he has brought back into the fold and they love him and they're always welcome in the building and and all that kind of stuff. And he talked about how the NFL needs to do a better job of being for players. I mean, when you think of a player's coach, I mean, personally, that's who I think of mainly because that's all I've known, right? But I think that ultimately, like like the culture that he built, the way he cared for people, uh, the way he cared for his players, uh, I think you see it. And his always compete mantra, um, that I think that'll always just be resonant um, in the city of Seattle. So build a statue, man. Build a statue. He is... The second, I, w- I might even say the most, he's the most influential person in Seattle sports, raised the standard for, for all franchises, Mariners, Kraken, uh, the, the uh, Supersonics, the, you know, the, the Storm, whatever, Sounders. Like, he is Seattle sports, and he is the embodiment of that. And obviously, selfishly, I hope that he continues to be in the organization. Um, I don't know how that's going to go. Obviously, they're in the hunt now for a, a head coach. Um, our, our, a lot of our co- coordinators and coaching staff have been notified that they are free to look for jobs elsewhere, which essentially means just uh, a, a, a polite way of saying get out of town, um, which I've been calling for anyway. But I mean, I, I'm absolutely shocked. I thought he would have had one more year with this rebuild um, with John Schneider. He seems to be staying on board. Um, but I mean, what, what, what he did, I think the last couple of years, um, I think has been really impressive getting rid of the franchise guy and still having back-to-back winning seasons. Um, is really, really impressive. I mean, I think it just shows how incredible of a coach he is. Um, but I think, you know, when you're there for 14 years, man, I think 
like the, the, the report, there's been some reports and things like that. Maybe some of his messaging got stale, but I, I don't see that as a slight. I really don't. I mean, this guy, um, man, he did it all and, and, and his players loved him. And so obviously I hope that he stays in the building. If not, I mean, I would not be surprised if some of the teams call and, you know, inquire about him with the now seven openings. I mean, six would be for Pete Carroll uh, openings. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if maybe he's coaching somewhere else. Who knows? Um, but obviously now the Seahawks are in the middle of uh, looking for a new head coach. The big report right now is Dan Quinn, um, which makes sense. He was our defensive corner that helped coordinator that helped shape the Legion of Boom. Um, you know, and, and won that Super Bowl and obviously was pretty, I would say, overall successful. Uh, in Atlanta, taking the team to the Super Bowl, obviously there's that embarrassing collapse, the big joke. Um, but but honestly, Pete, I just want to say thank you. Um, I don't know anything other than, than Pete Carroll's Seahawks football. Um, so it'll be interesting. I think there there is some excitement uh, for sure. Um, but I, I I don't know. I, I don't know what to feel. I really thought that he was going to get another year. I don't know if I necessarily agree. Um, I would have liked to see him do one more year and, and stuff but i mean this is there there was kind of a trend of of some of that stuff continuing to go down um you know in terms of that defense and what was going on i'm um, obviously some exciting stuff but um yeah we'll see man we'll see what they do obviously if Pete carroll stays in the building i think a couple things are going to happen uh jim harbaugh is definitely not going to be in seattle because those two do not like each other at all um and and second of all it's probably going to be another defensive guy uh, just because that's if, depending on how much say that he has in the organization. Um, so I think Dean Quinn's a really like, likely spot. I think my, Mike Frable would be great as well. Uh, maybe they they go for some of this one of these offensive coordinators that is being really uh, sought after. Who knows if they can get their hat in the ring uh, there? I know money is not an issue with the Seahawks ownership, uh, so we shall see. But Pete Carroll, I appreciate you. Um, I mean, I've got your autograph. I remember you you giving me a high five and and signing my Seahawks flag when I was like 16 years old. Um, yeah, so thank you, Pete. That's all I can really say at this point. Champions are forever. Champions are forever. Thanks, Pete. How about them Hawks, Grant? How about them Hawks? Been waiting all season long to say, how about them Hawks? You sitting on the bench waiting for next year and a quarterback that could take you back to glory because you don't got one. And your freaking coordinators suck, and Clint Hurdle is getting fired, and your team stinks on ice, and my team's sitting here resting, waiting for the playoffs to actually start for them in the divisional round. This is gonna be suck an egg, bruh. So chaos, suck so an poetic. Egg. When I get to do this to you in like three weeks, yeah, that's fair. Probably. It's gonna be so poetic. <laughs> when Brock Purdy collapses <laughs> against the Rams in the NFC Championship game. Oh, Honestly, just because of this nonsense, just because of this nonsense that he just spewed. I'll be honest. I just came I would, up with that would, like, would, on the spot. I would 100% so. root for the Rams because of that nonsense that he just spewed right there. <laughs> what happened to the Rams? with peace and love? What happened with, with peace and love? With peace and love. Well, Matt Shut up! Hey, you know where you can find Grit? Naked on I-5. That's That's... Dead. Also dead. <laughs> yeah, that's probably still happening. But nonetheless. All right, let's get to it. We got wild card weekend coming up. We're going to have a fun episode. Lock it all down. And we got some craziness that happened in our pick'em. And we got to talk about some people getting fired, not having jobs, maybe have some new jobs, and a whole bunch of games that determined uh, how 14 teams 
have journeyed into the playoffs. So let's do it. This is Sportsify. Welcome to Sportsify for January 11th, 2024, Wild Card Weekend episode with your hosts, Matt Novak and Grant Hawker. Welcome into the show. <laughs> I am your host, Matt Novak. Alongside me, as always, is Grant Hawker. What's up? On the third mic is Jameson DeFore. Hello. See, you've now ticked me off, so now I'm going to overcome. You laughed. Crazy. You I laughed. I did, but now I'm upset about it. Now you're angry. Now I'm upset about it. Uh, we, are, we are kicking off wild card playoff week. Uh, joining us uh, for the entirety of our episode today is our good buddy, Mike. Welcome in. Hello, hello. Welcome to the cold weather. Uh, here in wonderful, uh, gray, gloomy Oregon, we're in the middle of a blizzard in half of our state. Half of our state is drowning from rain, and we're all freaking cold. We're in the drowning 50% part. percent chance of snow down here tonight. Ah, uh, enjoy. Uh, we will not, <laughs> we'll, we'll get an inch maybe on Saturday if we're lucky. Um, but none of that because... Genuinely, the playoffs are set. Like, it's a real thing. We are not guessing. We're not making predictions. We deleted off our New York Times article off our document. We, we did. don't need it anymore. No, don't need it. It's gone. Um, we are ready because 14 teams have clinched your spot, are headed to the postseason in search of glory at Super Bowl 58 in Las Vegas uh, this next month. I We're going to kick it off tonight with the AFC, just kind of go over um, what happened this weekend. There was one team that needed literally everything to go their way to get into the playoffs. They had to win. They needed uh, they needed somebody to definitely lose. And everything just kind of aligned for them. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers, who have been up and down, uh, possibly about to lose their head coach. Would, would the Steelers fire Mike Tomlin in the middle of the season? Genuine question. Not even two months ago. But they fire Mike Canada and that offense plays better. They listened to us. That's what they did. So to what us I, and what all I'm the thousands of people be, shouting fire Canada across the world. We should be NFL head coaches because obviously we, we figured it out. He listened to us. Definitely this show. He yeah. listens to a sports podcast in Oregon yeah. across the country. And now they're in the playoffs. Congratulations, Mike Tomlin. Yep. We're literally talking. GM. Yeah, we're, you guys we're, can be the coaches. I'll be the GM. Okay, sounds good. That's fine. You got a better gig, just so you know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> coaching sucks. Um, but genuinely, like, thought that Pittsburgh didn't have a chance. We all did. They've started three quarterbacks this year. None of them had been good. But then all of a sudden, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer decides to come back and not suck at quarterback all of a sudden. Drops in a 300-plus yarder as they con- uh, convincingly get their way into the playoffs after the Jaguars fall apart in the last six games of the season. If we want to talk about head coach things, yeah. I think this might have to be a conversation. You the want to Jag- put Tomlin in the conversation? No, 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 no not Tomlin. No, oh. no, Peterson. Oh, well, I'm going to go do. over what happened. Uh, I'm going to go over what happened because they, they've saying, already made their decision. Ownership's already made sure, their decision how they're handling it. But I'm just saying, it. this is a colossal embarrassment and a failure. It's bad. They were, uh, they they were eight the and lead, three. Eight and three in sole possession of the division and not even in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Missed the playoffs. They went, and like, well, what, one and five of their last six? They, they, they lost five of their last six and ended up nine and eight on the season. Yeah. 
While I do think a lot of that is on Doug Peterson, I think a majority of that is also we watched Trevor Lawrence get turned into a pretzel on live TV. Yes, we did. And then, and and then, then have the a shoulder week. injury. Yep. Yeah, and not take a week off at all. So I mean, they could even get him a cart. Again, why aren't they listening for, to us all the time? I'm just saying, they okay. can get a cart yeah. for their we told, franchise quarterback. For, we told for the Steelers to how to fix their season, and they listened to us. We told the Jaguars how to fix their season. Let Trevor Lawrence have some rest. Well, at, at that point, they didn't there wasn't listen even, to us. There wasn't even much happened. to fix. Even at that point, when he got injured, like they were, I think they were at one eight games at that point. Yeah, and they were eight and three. They also did they lose Christian Kirk. I don't want to say that he's yeah. the glue of the team, but he was pretty big for. I them, mean, it's actually. a bit, it's a big, it big, big, big production out sure. of their lineup for sure. But yep. still, put a lot of pressure a, on the run game when Christian Kirk went it's out. It's really weird that yeah. we aren't even talking about like as I haven't seen a lot of that being talked about in the sports world. Like how embarrassing that was. It's pretty bad. Well, that's because well, of the, the Jaguars. Did worse. The Eagles did worse, and, and people aren't talking. I was trying to make the Lafleur Sirianni take, and you guys thought it was crazy. Yeah. Here we are. I that's still a think more it's a little with the challenge. That's more embarrassing than wow. what happened to the Jags. Well, let's wait until we get over to the NFC side. And but then at least because, the Eagles are still in. So okay, well, anyway, yeah. AFC. Let's stick there. Yeah, but but, and, but here, let's be real about the stats and what put the Jaguars out of the playoffs. I, I do want to highlight the Steelers making it in, but I want to talk about really briefly, just real quick. The Jags stats, we said they lost five of their last six, which is true. The Jags defense in that timeline gave up an average of 29.6 points per game in those five losses. In those losses, they also gave up 22 first downs per game. Uh, they ranked last in, uh, in those stats for all teams, as well as second in, uh, to last in yards surrendered and total points. Uh, subsequently, Doug Peterson did fire Mike, uh, defensive coordinator Mike Caldwell uh, after his second season, and a bunch of his staff. So that's how the ownership decided to handle sure. it, Grant. They they were like, we're blaming them. We're kicking them out. I want to go back to what Jameson just said, though, and say, you know what puts a lot of pressure on defenses? When the offense isn't consistently gaining yards. If you look at the Jaguars' offensive stats, they went from being ranked in the top 10, and over those six games, were ranked between 17th and 21st in most major offensive metrics, which put a yeah. whole lot of pressure on that defense. The, honestly, the best defense is a rested defense, a defense that can take a breath. Like, if you can't Heck even yeah. stay on the field and sustain drives, that defense is, a, like, you're, that's completely unfair to have your defense win you games when you, you're, they're on the field, you know, most of the game. Yeah, so I, I, as much as you clearly can point um, at the Jaguars not improving, they, they literally moved up about seven spots defensively after hiring Mike Caldwell in their first season with him uh, in overall defensive ranking. And then this year, they, actually, they went back about six spots. Uh, so they're kind of in neutral after two years. And so he's just going to get the ax. He's going to be the fall guy here. But genuinely, this team just failed and I, I got to believe it's because like Jameson and I, and I have pointed out and been banging the hard on is that freaking you got to rest guys when they get injured. Uh, this made no sense at eight and three in control of the division. Not to say, hey, man, we love that you want to play, but we need you at 100. We don't need you at 80. We don't need you at 70. Uh, not even 90. We're like, we need you back to 100. And so we're going to give you two weeks off. And uh, we're just going to take whatever comes in those two weeks and we're going to get healthy and we'll take on the rest of it from there because we need you down the stretch. And I think that there, Doug Peterson should know that. Like that's, I think, a failure on his part to pull back his guy uh, and hold him off the field 
uh, for the sake of the long run. Here. I mean, we literally saw what it was like with Joe Burrow when he was injured. Like the dude was not good, clearly injured. Yeah. For the, I mean, he Beginning wasn't even healthy season, till yeah. week like six yeah. of the season, and then finally we're like, oh, there he is. And then unfortunately, he got injured again. But we literally saw exactly what was going to happen. We all knew what was going to happen with Trevor Lawrence, and still they decided to put him in there. So that's that's pretty unfortunate for that team that made the playoffs last year. And so going back to the Steelers here, and you know, so RIP to the Jag season. Going back to the Steelers, I don't understand. Like I watched enough of these games with that the Steelers have been winning. I don't understand the difference other than a few situational things. Uh, you know, like on a fourth and one, not uh, trying to do a draw play up the middle from shotgun, um, you know, <laughs> dumb crap like that. But like I watch this offense and I'm like, OK, so they're a little bit more vertical and a little less horizontal because they were completely horizontal in Matt Canada's offense. It's swing pass to the side. You know, it's dink and dunk crap uh, towards the sideline constantly, not trusting your quarterback's arm uh, to getting vertical. All of a sudden, like Deontay Johnson gets the ball and becomes a yak monster. I don't know where that came from. Um, you know, Pickens, by the way, touched the ball one time in this win this last week. A very convincing win for the Steelers this last week. Um, this offense seems to not necessarily be relying on uh, scheming plays, but ne- uh, but has opened up its playbook with Mason Rudolph, a quarterback, and looks like they're doing real work here. Like Najee's had great games. He's not running faster, mind you, but like had great games statistically. Dude scored a couple of touchdowns the last few weeks. Looks like he just re-energized. That offense looks good. And on top of that, offensive line, since Matt Canada has been fired, by the way, top four in the AFC. They were yeah. they were consistently bottom five in the AFC. Made it into the top four since then. So like that's been pretty interesting. Uh, across the board, but I think that has to do a lot with switching some of their blocking scheme too. Um, they are they're creating a lot more room with some of the run uh, zone run plays that they're doing and all that. But I just want to give a complete like shout out to Mike Tomlin and the coaching job because being willing to go to your third string quarterback and trust that dude and say you know what I'll take all the blame. Rudolph's playing hot. We're going with him because they will be starting him in the wild card round this week and his willingness to fire Canada in the middle of the season, which the Steelers don't do knowing that that was the actual problem, then going and finding a quarterback that they had and just saying, all right, you're the hot one. We're just going to let you go and letting the offense go vertical. That's pretty awesome coaching job, especially late in the season to get it done. Well, and moving away from Najee Harris, just a Canada would just hand him the ball up the middle and up the middle and up. You're like, you're averaging like two yards a carry here, dude. Can we go sideways a little bit? And then uh, Canada gets fired, and then Warren just comes on fire as they do a zone blocking scheme. They change the blocking scheme. They go to zone blocking, allow him to get to the outside, which opens up Najee Harris to go up the middle. You know, like it. Yeah. It was so flat under Canada that all you did to do was just put in a couple extra wrinkles and get this team moving sideways with the faster running back to allow. I mean, because if you go back and look at Najee Harris's numbers for the last part of the season. They actually went up and he touched the ball less. Right. Yeah. His his yards per carry uh, went up significantly. <sighs> I mean, I think this last game, correct me if I'm wrong, was he not in the six plus in this last yeah. game? I think, uh, you know, Warren has been, as we've been saying, I Jameson and I, I think, claimed this one. It must have been like by week five 
uh, this season. We're like, hey, the better back is sitting on the bench. Like, what are we doing? Yeah. Like, Warren touches the ball and bro's electric. Um, and I did see he was at like 10 plus yards per carry, um, you know, in multiple games since Canada has been gone. Um, so, yeah, like just switching up the scheme, doing all that stuff. It's paid off dividends. I'm super pumped for them. Um, I don't know if they're going to win a playoff game. Uh, TJ Watt, by the way, ruled out this week as bummer. He's already ruled out for the wild card game. Yeah. Uh, he had a, I believe that was a sprain MCL. Am I correct? Yeah, uh, better. I think better than they had anticipated it to be, but still not one of those things, especially given his history. You don't want to like roll him out there with one of those for a game where you're already not, you know, I don't want to get too much into like pick him stuff, but it's not looking great for him. And even if he were playing. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, they're traveling to Buffalo. Uh, I don't know if anybody knows what it's like in Buffalo in January, but it's not good. <laughs> it's not good. That knee would not feel good if he were playing on it. No, <laughs> no. Way. As they are saying, uh, they're saying questionable if they are to advance into the divisional round uh, right now. They're by no means ruling him out uh, for, you know, potential other playoff games. But uh, yeah, we can get into pick em stuff in a little bit. I want to talk about a couple of these other games. Um, you know, and, and I'll run through it. Baltimore, by the way, we all, we all know had secured their spot. Uh, I just mentioned Buffalo gets a win against Miami uh, Sunday night, last game of the regular season. Uh, we'll go over details on that in just a moment, but they had secured the two seed uh, with that win. KC ends up in three. Houston played a fantastic game uh, against Indy. Like, that was an awesome slugfest of a game. Back and forth, um, you know, it was not decided until the closing moments. It's exactly what you want to have happen the last weekend of the regular season of the NFL. I um, loved watching that game. I personally was rooting for the Colts because that's who I had picked to win that one. Um, and a uh, little bummed out. But at the same time, I, I said this on the on the episode last week. I love Stroud. I love the Texans. I love what's happening. Uh, all credit to C.J. Stroud and Nico Collins, who both played awesome in this game, and the Texans defense for showing up when they needed to. Uh, that was a heck of a job by the entire unit. Um, Meko Ryans, by the way, nobody happier uh, the, with the results of this last weekend that that guy lost his freaking mind <laughs> when, the, when the Texans uh, you know, were able to secure the win there at the end. I mean, it was pretty cool watching him celebrate, but Stroud goes for, two, uh, what was it, about 260, uh, two touchdowns, does not turn the ball over. That is the winning combination in the NFL. Score some points, don't turn the ball over. Uh, they And the team did a great job uh, managing itself in that regard, playing good field position battle against the Colts. Uh, Gardner Minshew, uh, we tip a cap and say, heck of a job this year, man. Uh, he's going to make $10 million plus as a backup quarterback forever in the NFL. He is the best backup quarterback in the NFL. We've said it multiple times and RIP to the Colts season. But I do want to say in regards to the end of this game, how the crap is Jonathan Taylor sitting on the sidelines after running for almost 200 yards on a fourth and one? He is the best pass catching back. Maybe I'm probably in the AFC. I'm going to give him that right now. Uh, there's a couple of guys you could name that would be worth a conversation. 
but that dude is fantastic at catching the ball. You could you could maybe even argue a guy on his own team is pretty good at catching the ball, uh, playing running back. But I I did not understand putting Goodson out there in that position. But I do got to say, as good as Gardner has been, I, and I'll describe it fourth and one. Um, gotta have it moment for the Colts. Uh, they run uh, Goodson out of the backfield. He turns around to catch ball. He's clearly wide open. Gardner had a passing lane where he had to go to his right just slightly, and it caused him to underthrow uh, Goodson, who had taken off. Or, am I, is it Goodson or Goodwin? My bad. I'm second guessing myself right now. This is Goodson. Goodwin. I think. Okay. I think my it's bad. Goodson. I don't know. I, there's a third string. Yeah. Third, yeah. Third down. Or, the yeah. third string running back for the Colts. Um. But as he's running out, he did have to underthrow him. I would say Goodson or Goodwin, whatever. Um. He did kind of overrun his route. Like he sprinted out of the backfield, knowing he was going to be wide open. You could see he's a little over anxious on that route. He shouldn't be running that fast. You're almost running to the defender at that point. Um, and so it made it a little tough. It was a tough throw, tough spot to be in on a fourth and one. But that said, Jonathan Taylor would have made that play. I believe that all day long. And I know that everybody watching that game did. You cannot take him off the field when the game is on the line. He's an all pro player. Like best you literally. Player on your team. He's, I, yeah, he's the best player on your team. He's got to be on the I, field when the game's on the line. Yeah, I I trust that he would have made that play. I think it's also true that he would have been treated very differently by the de- the defense. Like I don't think he would have been wide open, Jonathan Taylor. That's um, fair in, in that case. But there's kind of like two schools of thought for this. It's one you put out that personnel knowing that you're going to get a wide open guy and you want to take that matchup advantage. Um, and then the other is putting you know a third string guy out there who's going to be a little cold who. Uh, is obviously not Jonathan Taylor. Like, there's. Would you rather scheme up the perfect thing and then trust the process, or would you rather just go out there with your best guys? I'm usually a go out there with your best guys and let yep. it happen kind of guy. But I can. I, I mean, I think, it's the, I think most it's people the, should be. I mean, yeah. They, I mean, it's kind yeah. of similar to the the Dan Campbell to like to to do a potentially two season yeah. altering two point conversion to a lineman is kind of in the same vein. I think is okay. Well, I'm not necessarily putting the ball in my best player's well, hands they, with the game on the line but it it's still like this wasn't any trickery necessarily other than the fact that you're sending out a third stringer to hopefully get a more wide open matchup there but it's well, I tough mean, correct correct me if i'm wrong if if the lions potentially don't go for that two-point conversion twice or three times they would probably have the number one seed in the division they'd be at 13 and four not niners at 12 and 12 and five well, well, the Niners would have played for it week bingo. 18 if that yeah. was the case. That's yeah. fair. That's fair. Yeah. But, but I mean, you at least put them in that conversation. They could have had the two yeah. seed. That's, they were still fighting for the two seed regardless. Right. Yep. So, uh, I yep. mean, you talked about Sunday, a season-altering so. decision, and there's, there's some good evidence to back that up there. Yeah. Yeah. So, it, it's, it's a tough spot to be in. But I'm, I, I think, if, okay, let's, let's vote that one out, though. Our, because I totally agree. Uh, I'm, I'm of the school of thought, though, that – you don't want to overthink it in the moments that matter. Yeah. Like that is clearly like an overthinking it moment, at least with what happened. We're going to say that then also you could add a third string guy, become a freaking hero. And that happens in the NFL too. We get it. But yeah. I am, I, as a coach, I would definitely be that way. I'm going to trust my guy to be my guy. 
especially when that's basically like a pseudo playoff game. Yeah, but yeah. that's me. Well, He's I mean, winning in. And, so, and so you're saying, are you agreeing with me there, though, the Jameson? Are you saying JT in for sure? Like, yeah, that I, I'm call? a guy who it's like, let me go out there with my best players. Let's get fourth and one. This is a, an elimination game. We need to go get yeah. it. Yeah, same. Um, yeah, same. I mean, Mike, you got a differing thought. Or are you with us? I think I'm with you. Yeah. But yeah, I'm, not, I think, I think I'm not so anti the other way either. It's just I, it's a little bit of, you know, Monday morning quarterbacking, especially right. where we can sure. say, oh, well, it we didn't work. That never happens on this show. Yeah. yeah. It's like fourth down conversions. Like you go for it on fourth down. It didn't work. Well, that was the bad choice. Mm, not yeah. necessarily. You just didn't get it. So that's what we think. Like if it works out, then we're like, oh, look at that. Little, what a genius you know, play. What yeah. great yeah. coaching there to, you know, get a wide open third stringer. But it, it's just kind of how they fall. I would still rather just have my guys out there and yeah. go make the play. Um, I do really quickly before we move on from this game. I do have a quick stat of the week. Hit it. Um, three Ooh. quarterbacks in the last 50 seasons have led the NFL in passing yards per game and pass touchdown to interception ratio in a single year. You guys know who these quarterbacks are? Three? Uh, all right. Do it one in the more last time. 50 seasons. Oh, oh, I know it. I know. It. I saw this. Can I, can I, can I, can I do it? Oh, say, say, the, say, say the question one more time. Say the question one more time. Three quarterbacks in the last 50 seasons have led the NFL in pass yards per game and touchdown interception ratio in a single year. Who are oh, yeah. they? Yeah, I know it. This is a good stat, Jameson. Yes. Uh, I don't. I do not know. Aaron Rodgers is one. Nope. Nope. I, can, I, I might be able to say the pass years. yards per game and touchdown interception ratio in a single year. Is it Peyton? Nope. nope. Two of them are going to be completely obvious. Yeah. Once I say yeah, them. Yep. Yep. Was well, it, it Tom? Tom's, Tom did it in 2007. Okay. Is one of them Kurt? Nope. nope. I just thought you would like that because it was, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Man, I'm shocked. Touchdown interception ratio? And yards per game. In this in this single year. Oh, Pat. No. Nope. I'll just Jamie, I'll just Jameson, say it because I think, this is no, actually okay. trivia. Hold on, hold but on. Do you want to say it, Grant? Drew? Is it Drew? No. Nope. No. Oh I my think, gosh. I, I think we need to those take are their, all the yardage. Is, I, yeah, I, I think we need to take the, take their fan card. Yeah. Joe Montana. Your, <laughs> Joe Montana did it in '89. Yep. Okay. And C.J. Stroud did it in 2023. And that's oh yard. Freaking yards per that's what's getting me is the yards per game. Yeah. I yeah, my bad. Yards yeah, per game was... and pass touchdowns. Because I sat there, I'm like, ratio. I know CJ's I know CJ had by far the best touchdown interception ratio in the league. Um, but I yeah, the yards per game. I'm just thinking major yards. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah just who mm-hmm. who eats up who right. throws the ball all the time. Yeah. No, so Joe in eighty nine though, um, was anybody else playing quarterback that year? Like genuinely. <laughs> Mailman. It was Dan Marino in the league yet? I don't know. I don't remember what year he got drafted. Yeah, he was late. But 80s, like, yeah, yeah. Boomer Sison. Oh, cool. Uh, I was his like. <laughs> was his leg still attached? <laughs> like, like seriously. Dan Fouts. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's uh, a little older. Yeah. My, I was say might be retired by eighty nine. Right. Either yeah. way, should have been. It's yeah. absolutely insane that the the list of people that have done that in the last 50 years of football, the two greatest the two goats yeah. and the future goat. Hey man, I Stroud. We're all in on that kid. Also, I love seeing like 
a rookie like that achieve something and it doesn't go over their head what they achieved. Yeah. Right. Like he in the moment, yeah. uh, I think he was the first one that they, like they're panning. And of course, you're going to go to the quarterback first yeah. when you're in production world. You're going to go to the quarterback. But dude literally is crying on the side of the field immediately. He's like, does okay. this mean so much to me? This right here. I know. I know. That's cool. I know we're going to talk about this later. when We talk about like, you know, this end of season awards, all that kind of stuff. I mean, part of me goes, how is it not D'Amico Ryan's for coach of the year? Uh, it's gotta be he's it's gotta it's, be top I, three. It's either him I think or it's Campbell, Stefanski. Yeah? I think it's Stefanski. Three QBs, good. man. There's so but there's so many for, options. But Joe Browns, Flacco's but the, okay, okay. in the playoffs with the Browns, man. Okay, I I understand that. Yeah. But all I like I do. But also the Browns roster bef- like even before all of this is I mean, is probably better. I mean, I mean you can argue with this line. The expectations like, were very different for both of these teams for different reasons. Right, yeah. I mean, which, I yeah. mean, the, which weighs into it. The Texans had what the second overall pick. Well, they, they, they tried yes. it for the third yes, as well because but, yeah. of because of Lovey. But but like, like let's be real. I mean, they just went from like first from worst to first, um, in one season. Yeah, they yeah. had three three wins last year to ten wins this year. Yeah, it's huge, and it's it's hard not to say that Ryan's deserves that trophy. It, it really it is. is the biggest yeah. swing, like, and and you guys have brought up, and Grant has many times. The win differential from one year to the next that should matters. factor that massively matters. into yeah, coach but of the I year. I also just don't think, like when dude, the honestly, award becomes that where it's just like yeah. rookie head coach That's who fair. makes who takes That's fair too. Like, well, then yeah, it's I like mean, dude, super honestly, if 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 Ryan's if Campbell or Stefanski wins it, I don't think any of us are gonna be upset or like har- harshly disagree. No, I would I could like if no, I could give up. I'm good with all them, three. I would be I would be. Fine. It, would be it would be those three. It, like yeah. I feel like it, it is those three. I struggle with Campbell because he's right where he was supposed to be. Like, this is, pro- where pro- I mean, yeah, this, this is where everyone had Detroit. This is where he's supposed to be. This I didn't year. have him at twelve wins. I didn't. I had him. I had 10. him at twelve wins. I, I know you 13. did, but I didn't. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I like, they, they, this him. is where they should have been. Like, yeah, that, that's I wouldn't why pick I, him I kinda... personally, but I'm. I would be fine with it if that were the result. But I, I still think Stefanski would be my one, and then D'Amico would be my two. Okay. And honestly, Sean McVay is probably three, and that's not even bias. I'm. Like I think he's a, yeah. there's an argument there for sure. Yeah. There is an absolute the third, argument. It's the that. third youngest roster in the league. I mean, so. Matt LaFleur also, I mean, the youngest in the playoffs. Yeah. Tomlin. Yeah. Got to get to that in a little bit. Tomlin too. with, again, going through three quarterbacks and they're in the playoffs. Like, Man, I mean, it's, it's, there's a lot of arguments. Quarterback play has been weird this year. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I also love this. Um, this is Houston's first trip to the playoffs since 2019. Um, and obviously their first division win since 2019, uh, only their seventh time ever taking the division. Um, and they had not done it without JJ on the squad. So that, that was pretty cool. Well, and uh, I mean, the so rebuild the worked. Was, That's well, what I'm trying to say. Time was with Deshaun Watson. Aren't they going to play Deshaun with the Browns? Uh, I was injury season. I believe it was 2019 when, um, what's his face was there. Uh, was that blank. Keenum case? No, uh, they always rolled into the playoffs. Chase Daniels, Daniels or whatever it was. Yeah, it was yeah, like somebody Chase always Daniels died. Well. Was, somebody always died, and then they rolled into the playoffs with a backup. Chase Daniels Matt made Schaub, like fifty million dollars. You know yeah. that whole thing. He's taking like three <laughs> snaps total. I think the career. the one uh, the one last thing I want to mention on this game is for better or for worse, we'll see. I I think that probably gave Stroud offensive rookie of the year. Oh, Jamison surrendering. Got, well. 
here's the thing. Like I was rooting for either one of those two guys to get it. It just so happens that CJ Stroud had an amazing, you know, historic rookie season. Uh, and so did Puka Nakua literally getting the receiving yards and receptions rookie record uh, in that last game before he gets pulled out. So, but the value of the quarterback position and what he yeah. did, I think ultimately with voters will kind of swing that, especially because they did end up winning the division, which is a conversation we had talked about. It was like, well, there's no way the Jags can do, you know, lose this division. Right. And then all of a sudden, you know, sure Trevor enough. Lawrence gets folded in half and they don't rest him. And then they end up falling out of the playoffs. Houston swings in there. Um, at, at the end of the day, it's going to be a tough one for me, but I do think that probably sealed it for him in the voters eyes. Yeah. I, yeah, I mean, it's a great, either one's a great story. So to me, it's not like one yeah, or I the mean, other. You get the fifth yeah. round pick wide receiver who does all this incredible yeah. stuff you've never seen. And it's, there's the, the quarterback who comes in his rookie year is in the same company with Joe Montana and Tom Brady. Yeah. And some of these stats and takes the team in from wor- from from worst to first. I mean, they're two great stories, but yeah, I think ultimately it's going to go to Hopefully Stroud. that voting and we'll and we'll do our guesses here uh soon uh on one of the episodes. We always do end of the season awards uh guesses. I uh, but I, I would hope that the voting's pretty close. I would hope this is more like a 55-45 or a 60-40 scenario here in terms of how it's spread. I, I, I hope that nobody guy, else is getting uh, oh, taking yeah. votes from either of them. I could see yeah. that happening with Kyron Laporta. Williams might. <laughs> Kyron Williams <laughs> might split some. Sure. Split well, Laporta is going to get some Laporta votes. Too, yeah. 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 Laporta. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, should be, those should be the top three, in my opinion. And I think they will be. Yeah. The, but yeah, I, I hope that it's close. And, and I, I hope that just so that there's the recognition of what those individuals did. I, I mean, I don't think any of the people we just named really give a crud right now because they're all going to the playoffs. And they yeah. got an opportunity at glory at the moment. So, um, but I, I, I do, I, I loved how great the offensive weaponry has been from the rookie class in particular. I do just want to say that, uh, you know, if, if Arthur Smith actually used B. John Robinson, he'd probably <laughs> in the, be in the offensive rookie of the year conversation um, and he'd still have a job. I was about to say, just throw that out there. Yeah, those Falcons probably not be looking for a head coach right now. Oh, yeah, we're, we're, we're going to go over uh, those who like, do not have jobs in a little bit. I think they uh, could have had like three. Uh, offensive rookie of the years uh, in consecutive uh, yeah. seasons if they yeah. had a coach that knew how to use them. <laughs> if they had a coach that actually knew how to, how to use his players. <laughs> well, uh, moving moving down in the AFC, want to get to uh, the Sunday uh, <clears throat> sorry Sunday night game that we mentioned earlier. Um, Miami falls to the Bills despite heading into the fourth quarter up 14-7. Hardy gets a punt return, uh, ties it uh, towards the beginning of the fourth quarter. Uh, and then Josh Allen on the next Bills possession goes down the field, throws a touchdown to Dawson Knox with just over seven minutes left. The Dolphins got two more shots with it. Uh, they went three and out on the next possession uh, and then got the ball back from the Bills again. And Tua throws a pick on their last possession to seal it for the Bills. Uh, Tyreek Hill, though, absent in that last possession. He went down with an injury in the fourth quarter, couldn't come back. As as much as that dude will literally give his all in games, couldn't make it back for that last possession uh, for the Finns. Um, Josh Allen in this one is the do-it-all, as usual, 359 yards in the air, another 67 on the ground. He accounted for all but 61 yards of Buffalo's offense. Threw for two touchdowns. Did have two picks in this game, uh, which it. is what left them down and fumbled, sorry. Uh, which is what had them uh, down four or fourteen seven going into that fourth quarter. That was on him. Yep. 
but dude shines brightest when it matters. Um, and B- Buffalo ends up outgaining the Finns in this game, 473 to 275. Uh, that ends up being obviously a difference that Dolphins offense couldn't get going. And before we dive into uh, any comments that we got, I, I have to say something about the coverage of this game and the way that this was clearly going to go. Because I got absolutely pissed in the post-game coverage and in listening to Talking Heads this week, the garbage that got spewed about what, what the Dolphins are and where the Dolphins are at. If you follow this team, like you actually pay attention, you would recognize this. So I, I recognize what I'm about to say is a little bit um, of a rant. For sure it is. But you got you to gotta know this. And it just seemed like no one said this out loud other than, oh, they were a little banged up. The, uh, the Dolphins were out two starting offensive linemen, Isaiah Wynn and Connor Williams, both on the IR uh, in the second half of the season, as well as pass rushers Jalen Phillips and pro bowler Nick Chubb, his season-ending injuries. They didn't have offensive tackle Keon Smith or weapons Waddle and league, uh, league touchdown leader Raheem uh, Mostert or Xavier Howard uh, at the other corner spot opposite Jalen Ramsey. Again, I'm so sick of people not recognizing this. These dudes were down legit eight starters going into this game. And people were like, and then they lost five more during five more during not including Hill. Thank you. Hill at the end. Yep. Thank you. They lost two more defensive ends and a linebacker on that defense. And they still were in this game. And and people are going, well, Tua played like garbage and dirt, 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 dirt. Two has been running plays. He's been running plays for the majority of the last year in the offseason, training camp, and going into the season with a certain group of people. When you literally take all of those people off the field, guess what freaking happens? There's miscommunication. Guys don't get to their spots on time because they haven't been running this all the stinking time. I was so annoyed with the fact that we're just ignoring a team getting decimated by injuries and blaming a quarterback. Did Tua make a great play? No. But I guarantee you, because I watched that the, the interception and plays right before it on repeat a couple of times, went back and watched it. I'm like, do you guys not see what's happening here? They're, he's trying to get this offensive organized. Guys are running to the wrong spots. One dude literally ran the wrong direction on his route. He was supposed to run an in and ran an out, and the ball went to the in. And everybody's like, wow, just a total misfire there by Tua in the middle of the game. And I'm like, dude, let's recognize what's happening. Okay, as Mike just pointed out, at one point during this game, they were down 13 starters. And that's not including Tyreek at the end. Like, let's give them a little bit of a break. They're going to get some relief this next week. Some of those guys are coming back. Tyreek will play in this game. Um, Waddle will be ready. Moser's going to be ready. Zero degree weather. And they're, but they're playing in crap weather. It's going to be rough. It's going to be rough. But I, I just, I hate lazy reporting. I hate that nobody's talking about that. You just can't put it on a quarterback like that. That's just garbage. So that's yeah. my rage well, of the week. But I, it really did piss me off. And they, they had the lead. And, the, and, and honestly, the only thing, the only thing that changed the outcome of this game, because Buffalo was so flat, they were dead yeah. until a punter Punt overkicks yep. his coverage by 20 yards. That punter kicked a 70-yard punt, and you're not supposed to do that. You're not supposed to kick it that far because you literally, your your, your players can't run yep. that fast. 
Yep. The players can't run that fast to get down there. The punters know they're not supposed to kick it that far, but he booted it almost 70 yards, and their players were 10 yards away from when he caught the ball. Yeah. Like, he has, at that point, Hardy, who's, who is a very good punt returner, looks at his lanes and says, I can see the touchdown right here and just goes yep. because he has so much space. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's that one play that flipped it, it and you felt it just watching it. The momentum flipped and Buffalo came back and then scored another touchdown. But before that point, Buffalo was doing nothing. Vita Vea is a monster and, and they, they couldn't run the ball even when they needed to at the end of the game to ice it. They like, there was nowhere to go and they didn't even have starters up there anymore. And so you're just looking at this and it's just like, okay, Buffalo did win. Give them that, they, that, that, that play did happen. And they fired up and they came down and iced it with that touchdown at the end. But they were, they, man, without that punt return, I don't know if they win this game. I, and yeah, I, I, I agree hundred percent. Yeah. And I, that's also partially one of the reasons why I am just kind of like scratching my head when I hear people talk about the bills are like the hottest team going into the playoffs in the AFC. And I'm like, well, not only do I not think that just from like the games that they've played before they played the Dolphins, because when you go back and look at those games that they won, they really weren't that impressive except for that Dallas win. Um, yeah. That was really the only one where I was like, okay, this is a, you know, this is a rear end whooping for lack of a better term. And aside from that, like I haven't been super impressed with how they're playing, which especially with Josh Allen hasn't been like on a heater necessarily either. I know we had a big day numbers wise, but he still turned the ball over three times. Like you, if you are the dolphins and you have half of the guys that you're missing, you win that game because they turned the ball over three times. It already went down to the wire where it was a punt return is I I was going to say the same thing, Mike. It just, it's basically what won them that game. Uh, And if it's not for that, I don't think, that we're in this, you know, having this conversation right now. Um, and so going into the playoffs, that's also partially one of the reasons why I'm still a little skeptical with the bills. I know they're sitting here with the two seed and I know they're going to play the Steelers and then they're going to beat the Steelers and they're going to go into that divisional round and everyone's going to say, Oh, you know, here, here come the bills second seed. They've won X amount of games in a row. And I'm just still not going to really feel good until I see them put together a couple of quality wins in the playoffs. And I don't know if they can do it. I feel like they're just a little too roller coastery right now. I still think there's some weird stuff with Diggs and Josh Allen. Uh, Josh Allen missed them on a huge, could have been like a 90 yard oh, touchdown. Yeah, downfield. that was a huge miss too. Yeah. And, and, and so there's just like still some stuff that I can't quite get, but I guess if you are going to take away one thing from the bills and how they've been playing, it's that they have won these games regardless even with Josh Allen not necessarily putting on the Superman cape all the time. And so you want to you want to say that that is a bonus going into the playoffs? Sure, I'll buy that. And them securing that second seed and taking a lot of games through Buffalo is obviously going to be huge too. But despite the fact that they're probably going to make it on to that second round, I'm not super impressed after them beating the Dolphins with the state the Dolphins were in this week. Yeah, with with being out 13 starters, they beat them by 7 points. The week before, they had beat the the Patriots at home by six. I understand that's a division game. But the Patriots freaking suck. Um, they just got blown up by the Jets, by the way. That, that, yeah. Like the Patriots are the, the least talented roster in the league. Yeah. Yep. And the week before yeah. that, they beat the Chargers by two. The Chargers um, stink. The Chargers stink. That uh, was that was right after the Chargers coach got fired. So like they also just saying. Uh, Do they have Herbert that week? I feel like that no. was a Herbert, the first Herbert. That was the Easton week Stick or, Week. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think you are correct on that. Let me double. Yeah, that that was his first week. They gave up 
215 to stick on that one. And then was the uh was oh, the loss for a to or was the uh the win against Kansas City was that the Katarius Tony off offsides week that they that would have otherwise was... lost if he was like five inches yes. back from the line of scrimmage? Yeah. Yep. That was so that. it's like all of these all of these wins that they're stacking up aren't very impressive and i i get that you just need to win the games and yeah sure they had a like 10 percent chance to make it into the playoffs and now they're a 2c congratulations to them but it just feels very convenient and it doesn't feel like a very consistent way of winning now when you're playing the best teams in the league so right i i feel like they they look and i feel like watching them like i felt with the eagles at the beginning of the year yeah where yeah they're winning games but I remember coming on the podcast, what was it, like, it was around week eight, and I was all like, I don't think the Eagles are very good, guys. Like, they're, they're winning. They're, like, luck eventually runs out. You know, you can't, you can't rely on luck all the time. Mm-hmm. And, and for crying out loud, the Eagles fell down on their luck, and they just didn't have the talent or, I don't know, coaching or scheme, whatever it is what's wrong with the Eagles. They didn't, they didn't have it to make up for the loss of luck. And I think right now Buffalo is just riding a luck train and they they lucked out again. They don't get to see TJ Watt in the playoffs. And, and yeah, it, it's, it, it just feels the same way, you know, like mm-hmm. they're going to face a real team and they're going to get embarrassed and everybody's going to be like, what happened? Yeah. You know? Well, and it's just like, well, they are who we thought they were. They, like, this is a team that split with the jets and the Patriots. Yeah. Yeah. This like, is a team that realistically should not have made the playoffs with how they were playing. Yes, still did, <laughs> but it made it to the two seed. Yeah, because the AFC was just bogged down in the middle, and uh, nobody wanted to actually win games there towards the end. Yeah, and I, the yeah. one the, I was going to throw on the one positive for me, um, you know, you were saying they were winning it without Joss Allen having to play hero ball for s- several of those weeks. James Cook is a revelation and yep. played yes. fantastic for them. Uh, you know, their run game finally existed, and and that's what we've been crying for for this team to be successful, and uh, and. The fact that they did lean on him in some close games and allow him to run out clock in the fourth quarter and trusted him with the ball, that seems to have made the difference. And so that there's some good coaching moves in there and finally making that happen. I mean, hopefully, uh, you know, if you're if you're a Bills fan, like hopefully that does something for you in the playoffs. Uh, the fact that you can run the ball. Certainly you should be able to do a little bit easier uh, this week than you were anticipating without TJ Watt being on the field. Um, but uh, I will give him that one. Um, I know we got plenty to hit that's not in the AFC, but that is the AFC picture. Uh, Pittsburgh will be traveling to Buffalo. Um, you will have, as Grant just decided to scroll down while I was reading that off, uh, go back up farther. Uh, a little more. Keep going. Uh, Pittsburgh is going to Buffalo. Miami's going to Kansas City. Cleveland will be traveling to Houston, and we'll get to the pick on all that. That is your AFC picture uh, in just a little bit. Uh, in the NFC, San Francisco had already secured spot. I uh, ended up falling uh, to the Rams uh, in a game where a whole lot of backups that, and names that you had literally not seen on the field for these teams uh, at all this season. Um, I can think of a few as a 49er fan. Um, uh, we're out there playing, uh, but uh, LA got the, the win uh, 21-20. Uh, Dallas. First regular season win in like nine seasons. Or yeah, I was going to say, how good did that feel? <laughs> Uh, I honestly <laughs> did not even watch that game because I was like, I'll just catch the highlights later because it's a backup bowl. And right. I was surprised that we even won. I was like, oh, cool. Like we got 10 wins. I was just kind of sick. Well, if, we're not if, a seven seed and don't have to play the Cowboys. 
if our backup quarterback wouldn't have fumbled the ball at the end, um, which made Mike and I both laugh, uh, <laughs> right? we, we may have actually still beat you. Um, but I no, Dallas ends up in the second seed, uh, which is the surprise here uh, in the NFC. In uh, I guess in a certain light, it is a surprise. Uh, I think we are not surprised by it, but it was a little bit of a surprise. That, that was still up for grabs. Detroit ends up at the three seed. Tampa's in the four. Uh, they win the division there in the NFC South that nobody else wanted to win. Um, Philly ends up falling to the five, uh, which I think going into the week, we were all pretty confident that's that's where that would land. Um, the Rams get the six, which was the most likely outcome. Green Bay controlled their own destiny going into the week. They got it done against the Bears. And so they end up being the seven. Uh, the Seahawks end up being the odd man out looking in. They needed help. Uh, to get into the playoffs. That's what happens when you it. trust the Bears for you to get in the playoffs. That's true. You're relying on the Bears to get it done for you. Probably not going to happen, people. <laughs> yeah. Ask Bears uh, fans how that goes. Joke. <laughs> Absolute joke of a coordinating room. Uh, you could have also just, you know, won a couple more games there. <laughs> yeah. But. yeah. Well, I'll, but that no, but, also, but honestly, we could have won those games if we didn't yeah. have absolute morons don't play call don't lose us. week one in seattle to the rams who didn't know what they were eating. no how about make a field goal and don't lose to them the second time there you go there you go lose by one point i you pick your poison you know guys grant is in by no means upset about what happened this last couple of weeks can i be honest did you uh did you Are check you out that apathetic? jerry goff did you check out that goff jersey I linked oh to? yeah yeah i mean i'm definitely gonna buy it no yeah. so <laughs> there there was an element because like so by by the time that we came to the end of the the cardinal seahawks game the Bears Browns game, the Bears Packers game already ended. We already before the game is even over, we were already eliminated. And I literally at that point I was like, "Miss," I mean, I was like, "Cardinals, please make this field goal." <laughs> like at, at this point, I was like, "You ever guys get in that mode where it's like, you just hate life?" Move up it, that one extra draft pick. And that's really what it was. Yeah. I was like, I was like <laughs> "There's point, literally, yeah. there's no reason for us to win this game other than like a high five at the end of the game, like." I, I want to like, go from 13 to 12. I mean, like, might as well. I mean, just to maybe try and get a better, you know, you know, draft position or whatever. But I was really like, and honestly, just as kind of like a middle finger to, to just the, the, the team, just be like, yeah, you guys shouldn't. I want the Cardinals who won like three games to beat you. Like, that's what I want right now. Like when you, when <laughs> you, you get into that mode where like love. everything sucks, you just kind of, sometimes I just want things to suck a little more. That was that, that situation for sure. Yeah. Well, and, I'm, more and, mad. and I don't think, I don't, I don't think you went into this week super confident in terms of your guys' ability necessarily to just go at the Cardinals and win. Cardinals with Kyler Murray have been a different thing. Like, I think so they're going to be a that, I can play It ball. was going to be a difficult I, game. I, I, like, I, I can play ball. I figured we were going to win. Like, I, 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 just, I just figured, you know, with, you know, Pete Carroll, I'm like, they're going to get their winning season. Like, I feel like that's going to be a thing. Um, I, I, I think this team was... was Way more talented than the record was, and I think a lot of it was the scheming and the, just the play calling at times was just mind boggling. Um, so I, I, I figured that we were going to win this game. It was I did not really figure that the Bears were going to win theirs. I was hopeful because they were playing well, but Packers were playing better. So yeah, Packers defense showed up in that game uh, for sure. Absolutely. Again, holding the Bears to nine points, which has not been uh, Green Bay strength this year. The uh, the defense hasn't been. Uh, Justin Fields was pretty. I'm. He was contained. That that is literally your goal with Justin Fields is just contain him. Uh, he ends their weather was not awesome in this game, uh, but uh, he ends up going only eleven for sixteen for one hundred and forty eight. Uh, what was more puzzling to me though was he only ran for twenty seven. 
how do you do that? Whatever yeah. that cheat code is that they punched in, uh, please let all the rest of the NFC knows because that dude has killed my 49ers uh, on the <laughs> ground. I don't know how you stop that, uh, but they did a phenomenal job containing him in this game and really making uh, his opportunities downfield, um, you know, not impossible, but incredibly difficult. And uh, I just thought it was an awesome job uh, by the Packers defense, uh, which is the first time uh, in a while we've been able to say that. They've been playing pretty consistently lately, but to hold a team to single digits, um, who, des- I mean, the Bears wanted that game so bad. They wanted to beat them so bad. There's mm-hmm. nothing better um, for that franchise than holding the Packers out of playoffs. If you're not going to make it, the best thing you can do is eliminate the Packers. Um, and uh, so I, I just thought Packers did a heck of a job doing what they needed to do and getting it done. Uh, so good on them uh, for making it happen. Uh, again, Detroit got their win. Tampa got their win. Not uh, Nothing overly consequential here. Uh, but what did happen uh, in the NFC was that the seedings got set. So Green Bay is going to travel to Dallas. I mean, no, we're again, we'll get in and pick them in a moment, but none of us feel good for Green Bay in that matchup. Dallas at home Why? has been a monster. Undefeated. I mean, I believe they're the yep. only team that is. That is correct. They are the only undefeated team in the league at home should've this year. Should have lost to the Lions. Should have. Should have, would have, could have. Uh, the Rams will be traveling to Detroit in the matchup that we have been praying for. We this are is so <laughs> excited. This is I cannot right here. I literally cannot wait for that game. Like, cannot wait for that game. And, I, and like I was telling you guys, friendly reminder to the listeners of the show, uh, Matthew Stafford has been care. followed around by the Netflix crew this year for that quarterback documentary. Yes, and you so do. That episode where he goes to Detroit for a playoff game is going to be amazing. You know, Grant, the rest of us are fans of the NFL and football and things. And I'm not. Um, and you're just Listen, a bitter, my only, team didn't make the I'm, playoffs. I'm the only team that didn't make the playoffs. <laughs> so come here to talk about football when my team sucks. Sucks. He's, well, there's he's, only two other teams here that did make the playoffs that are fans. So I'm it's not sorry. like every other team made it. <laughs> you just happen to be in the division with like two really good ones. Dude, you're, well, I apologize, to, I apologize Detroit, to our so, listeners if yeah. that was bad. Jameson can fix it. Yeah, yeah he uh, probably just totally jacked up the audio there for a minute. That's fine. I saw it spike. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> we we know, even though you apologize, you don't. Care. I don't. Um, <laughs> but the the Rams travel to Detroit for that game. Philly is going to Tampa. That one is real interesting for so many reasons. I I mm-hmm. feel bad though. I should have mentioned this already. Speaking of Philly, um, Philly in their matchup uh, this week against the Giants completely came out flat as crud. Uh, ends up being down twenty four nothing by halftime. Unfortunately, A.J. Brown goes down with seemingly a real bad injury. Yeah. Um, have we got, Mike, have we got details yet? I have not seen details. On I, have, that I don't think they've released anything, but yeah, it did not look good. I don't think they have to yet, so I didn't, yeah. They'll probably keep that one close for as long as they can. Uh, it's a feared ACL, correct? Yeah. I mean, that's what it. Yeah. And, and again, it did not look good. And they played like they had just lost, like had their soul ripped out of them. Um, you know, they surrendered at halftime. Marcus Mariota came out, finished the game uh, for the Eagles. Uh, they ended up losing 27 to 10. Uh, AJ, oh, it appears the ACL is intact. This is from Rappaport as of two days ago. So, yeah. 
if it's intact, that that means I mean, that's a couple be- of different things. Better than could a- be a severe strain. Could be, uh, like he could still miss all the playoffs. Like if they were to advance the Super Bowl with that type you of know, injury, the he, he may not play again. The problem year, no with what. that is, usually you would probably go into this matchup saying we don't need AJ Brown to beat the Buccaneers. You would but think the Eagles this year probably definitely don't need have, AJ yeah, Brown. They don't have the luxury of being like, oh, we kind of got a pretty chill first round matchup. The Eagles uh, last year could have put a, pretty much anybody at. Marty oh Caesar yeah, well, I Bucks. felt like it. Yep. Yeah, they could have had Julio Jones last year, which I keep forgetting he's <laughs> even on this team, and they would have been fine. But <laughs> hey, this get ready year, for it, Julio Jones. Year, yeah, Julio Julio Jones going to go off in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, two hundred yard day. Is an Amari Cooper day? Um, just freaking lights it up. Yeah, man, I'm looking at this more injury report. Everything There's is of nothing. two days ago. Yeah, there is, and he had his he had his MRI, and they're just not. Hey, I wouldn't want to. I yeah. wouldn't go and give my opponents any information either. But he has not made an appearance at practice this week. I do know that. Yeah. By the time uh, this episode goes up, there might be more information. Yeah. But it's currently Tuesday. It's so Tuesday it, evening. A little too early in the week for us to know too much more. But I do think that factors in massively to a conversation we'll have in a moment about our pick'em and what's going on there and how we feel and the confidence level that we have uh, in that team, as well as we'll kind of need to look at a little bit, guys, as we're assessing uh, injury reports. I brought up the stuff with Miami. We're going to need to think that through a little bit as we're doing our pick'em and look at some where some of these teams are health-wise mm-hmm. uh, moving into a wild-card weekend. But I do, do want to real quick yeah. say uh, Saquon Barkley uh, ran his way uh, – into a better contract this year, maybe. Uh, is he not like just going to get franchised literally again? I don't know if they can. Uh, I'd have to go back and look at it, but maybe part of his signing was that they couldn't franchise him again. I don't remember. Um, hmm. But we'll have to look at that. I mean, the well, you got to look at total. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I, they, we're 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 just we're checking his his stuff for the season. Um, I believe what was he at? I was looking at this the other day. His total. Uh, what was his total yards for the season? Yards from scrimmage was twelve forty two with ten touchdowns. Yeah, I mean, I'm talking about know. the last couple of weeks where he actually oh, yeah, came yeah. out and and like went on fire and showed like, hey, I'm the only person on this team actually playing. And mm-hmm. <laughs> you mean where he got some quarterback play uh, to support him and he wasn't just running into a ten man box? Yeah, Wait, he was definitely getting quarterback play from daniel jones what are you talking about oh, danny dimes i mean matt you're speaking heresy here what are you talking yeah, about come on that's a 40 million dollar quarterback right there Dan. <laughs> yeah you're yeah. just respecting a 40 million dollar quarterback right there dude. oh yeah i i did that yeah, 100 m i mean yeah <laughs> I me did that all and freaking season. everyone shut up jameson uh by the way Dev- <laughs> can you go back up and look at devonta real quick is it a devonta smith injury i'm curious are they going to be down one and two no way I, devonta's questionable right now well, yeah, but everyone gets questionable. I'm not even yeah. going to lie. I mean, I, again, not to spoil the pickums, but whether or not some of these guys are playing. It's not going like to affect it, you a whole lot, my friend, is that what I'm hearing? Well, no, it's still one of those things where, like, I, I honestly don't know how big of a difference it makes for them. Like, it's in, not in a bad, like, in a bad way, not in a good way. Like, they are not so good to where I would even feel good at them 100% winning any of these playoff games with how poor okay. they've been especially defensively, but, literally the worst team in defensive side of the ball in the last several yeah. weeks. Well, and, and ranked 27 to 32 in most defensive yeah. stat categories. And, you know, those two pass catchers, unfortunately, do not play on that side. Missed tackles. 
number 32 in the league. Uh, just throwing that out there. Mm-hmm. I, so, by the way, in that game, Devonta, not good. AJ, AJ gets massively hurt. Also, I forgot about the part of the reason they pulled Hurts and the life got sucked at him was because he smacked his helmet. Or I smacked, yeah. uh, smacked a linebacker's helmet with his thumb. Uh, and they had to go take x-rays on him. Uh, not a broken negative. thumb. Yeah. So, but all those guys banged up. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, no, I, I do want to get to what did happen so far this week. One that I think I, I, we had several coaches lose their jobs already, which is the norm. Black Monday is a real thing. Um, and uh, when it comes to NFL head coach uh, positions, coaching positions, and also uh, a lot of coordinator jobs. And I, I, shocking one. Yeah. I, I, I think ish, but I, I mean, I got a few words well, on okay. that. But, but I do want to say before we get into that, we are not, we never want anybody's family to be negatively impacted by these things. Know that when a coach gets fired, they're getting millions of dollars to, okay? not, to not do their to job. To not do their job. So, but we are not wishing ill on anybody's families. We do understand too that there are coordinators who are contractually tied to a lot of these coaches. And that they're also losing their jobs. Just so you know, most of their contracts now in the NFL are also guaranteed. So they're getting payday. They will also have a job next year. Okay. But we yeah, are these going are to discuss. workers, fully guaranteed. Yep. You get fired, you get your money. Yep. But or we they are going to discuss people thing, losing whatever. their jobs. So we yep. don't want to appear to be insensitive. That said, um, funniest Bye. one of the weekend, Arthur Smith lost his freaking mind when Jameis Winston did Jameis Winston type things. Did, okay. Do, and took a vote on the field to run do, the ball in an obvious lead, what, obvious what take you, the knee Matt, situation. What is your thought on that whole situation? Not not like the Arthur Smith being mad at it or whatever, but the whole them and the victory formation okay. and going for it. Like, what is your opinion? So, a strong opinion. I, I'm you have a, a sportsman. strong opinion? I, yes, strong opinion. I have, I'm a sportsman when it comes to these things. I do appreciate the knee being taken. Um, I think it, it shows a lot of respect for the other team. There's no need to do that. Also, uh, people that aren't thinking that part through, you are putting people at an injury risk because it's more plays. Um, and, uh, and you're going to have to do a kickoff. You're going to have to do a kick. You're going to have to have more physical interaction between these two teams. Not only that. If you run it. So that, I, I don't like that at all. Yeah, it's also not just that it's more reps, but it's also a rep where the defense is literally being like, okay, they're going to victory formation. We're not actually going to play full speed. And right. when some people on the field are not Caught playing full guard. speed, that's how people also get hurt. Yes, so, and I, I specifically didn't like it for that play, but also the more reps thing is an yeah. issue for sure. Now, inconsequential to both teams because neither one made the playoffs. Uh, this was the Saints doing this uh, to the Falcons, but the game was in hand. They were up. 35 to 17, I believe. It was 41 um, 17 was it? at the time. Yeah, 41 17. Oh, 41. That's right. They'd already scored the other one, too. To. Yeah, so 41 17 at the time. This game is definitely over, and they're like in victory 53 formation. seconds and left. James Winston goes in the huddle and goes, You guys want to do something fun? Jamal hasn't scored in a fat minute. Oh, and all, they're like, Yeah, all. let's do it. And so they literally let Jamal Williams score his one and only touchdown on the last offensive play of the year while they're up 41 17. Dennis Allen did say that he sent Jameis Winston in there to take a knee and he was supposed to do that. And he did not. Um, and that is the most Jameis Winston thing that you will ever hear. Also, I heard Stephen a calling for his job this week and some other people uh, saying the same thing. I don't disagree with that. I think Jameis Winston does deserve to lose this job. That's how strongly I feel that that was a mistake to do in the game. That said, 
I understand why Arthur Smith was that mad uh, because that's a pretty not cool move to put his guys at risk, his defense at risk. Um, but the reaction was pretty hilarious. The fact that he wouldn't talk to Dennis Allen, though, that was really funny. He just went out there to yell and be heard. And it was like the most toddler looking thing that I've seen on a football field this year. That was pretty. Like, no, Dennis Allen, if we kept it under 47 points, I would have had my job. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's why he was upset. That's why he was upset. Well, yeah. uh, does, is Jameis is even on the contract anymore, is he? No. Yeah, no, he's, he's, he's oh, free agent. Oh, I thought he had one. This, which is oh, basically right. why he did it. He's like, what this is his do? last game. He doesn't What are you going to do? Let me yeah. go? You already yeah. told me you were going like, to let me go. Also, Let's do something fun. Gosh, I get it. I kind of feel like it's, what a legend. You know, I've been ringing, and I think just in general, us on this show have been ringing the not a great coach over there in New Orleans bell for you know weeks and weeks and weeks now. Um, I think that is also more evidence of why he should be fired. Oh, Dennis Allen. Of if course, you, you're going to use if, that to make your case. <laughs> if, if you're putting out guys on your team that won't even respect you enough to take a knee when you're up by a bajillion points. You should Preach. not coach that team on top of already just not being a good coach to begin. That's fair. It's a little, fair. A little uh, cherry on top there. Do you think anybody's going out there when Pete Carroll says take a knee and sneaking it in in victory formation? Absolutely not. His no. name is Marshawn Lynch. Absolutely. <laughs> no, because Marsh. No, because Marshawn Lynch doesn't take, doesn't get to call hike. Bruh. He would he literally could, look at Russ and be like, you're standing over there and run it in. Wouldn't he not do that? I mean, he, you don't he, know what he would do. I mean, he probably should have done but, that in the Super Bowl, I mean, but Marshawn he Lynch didn't do that. Marshawn Lynch would not have not scored a touchdown at any point in the season. He wouldn't need it. <laughs> he wouldn't so need funny. the last second touchdown to get. Bro, him, I, you know? Yeah, but if he was just like, screw these guys, like we know his personality type and we just went for it. Yeah, he probably would have. But that's the only person. Um, well, see, and and going back on that question a little bit is is I also appreciate um, some sportsmanship. I I don't see, you know, at at some point when you're doing backyard football with your buddies, do you do something like that? Yeah, that's fun, you know. Like, yeah, but when when you're professionals playing other professionals, you're putting people at risk. But at the same time, um, I really just go back earlier in the year with uh, Mike McDaniel's against Denver. They could have scored again and broken the record, right? Right for like biggest win ever or some whatever the record was like, they literally Most nothing was stopping them from. Yeah. Nothing was stopping them from scoring again. And he chose to literally just start taking the knee early yeah. and, and, and get out of that game. And, and he came out. Yeah. Yeah. And that, and part of it is, you know, he grew up in, in, as a Denver ball boy and that he didn't want his, you know, Denver Broncos to be like, you know, torn down that bad. But at the same time, at some point you'd just be like, okay, we're up by like 50 points. We, we, we get paid to win this game. Yeah, we get paid yeah. to win the game. We're going to win the game. Screw it. Let's let's go home. Let's go. Nobody's yeah. injured. Yeah. Let's go home. Yeah. To, to 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 play some devil's advocate here. Shocker. I don't I don't disagree with really any of what you guys said. Oh, okay. Well, that's the, better. The part that I will say though, as like a, as like just a defense for it is, if you don't want it, stop it. Oh come on. Well, they could have. I would but say they, that. But that you came out. Of I, I don't. I do. I just because I, I I think back to years ago when. In 2015, when Cam Newton and the Panthers were just destroying everyone, and everyone is so ticked off that Cam Newton was dancing in the end zone, he's like, if you're mad at me for dancing in the end zone, stop it. Oh, okay, but that's a little different than lining up in, in a is, yeah, disguised is, formation I, and I know, saying, I know, we surrender, 
and then jumping it and going. Because Listen, but legit, also, they would have got pissed if the defense had gone after them while they were in in that formation. They would have got pissed. You're not mad about run. having the score run up on you. You're mad about you're in victory formation, we're in victory formation, and then you still do it anyways. It's it's that that's the slimy part. Yeah, that's the part I, I have issue with. Because I think they would have tried to stop if you would have given any inclination that you were going to do that. But they took the dive on the one. They could have walked that ball into the end zone, yeah. and he literally no, took a knee on no, the no, one no. after so, that interception. But I understand that, but I think there's, there's also an element of the, the, their teammate hadn't scored a touchdown all year. Yeah. That was his first touchdown, and they wanted to help their boy out, Yep, get a touchdown, maybe get some incentive. I don't know. Like, like, in week 18, last week of the season, Listen. everyone's always hitting incentives to try and you know, get an extra $25,000 or you know, $250,000, never $25,000. Sure. But like, so I I don't know. I hey, I don't. The I think player it's funny. in me agrees with you. The player in me is just like, this is freaking funny. Yeah, go the, for it. But the coach, the coaching, and then like, sure, the, the fan who doesn't want his guys getting you know hurt in this game. Like I I'm like, forget you, and also have some freaking sportsmanship, bro. Like I am yeah. that way, yeah, for sure. But the player in me is just like, hey man, I'm for the chaos, and that's freaking funny. Like yeah. that is. I'm laughing at that. Hey, if this was Madden, sure. I would have run that thing in. It's oh there's yeah, an aspect of yeah. hey, let's go have like we love the game of football. We're getting paid to do something we love. Let's go have some fun on this last play. And yeah. I yeah. totally get if yeah. they had lined up in a full eye formation or a split back and done a toss and done something fun and tried to get him in or whatever. Totally and, like, agree. Went yeah. out and played, but to line up in victory formation and then do a trick yeah. play when like that's where that's like. Okay, now you're no like. What are you actually doing? Like, it's like you're punching people that are down. Like, there, there's a bully aspect to that. You're like, yeah, it's actually not that fun anymore. Like, you're not actually having oh, fun right. there. And now you're just know. stepping think, on people. I think Arthur like, Smith kind of deserved to be bullied a little bit, but oh, I wouldn't disagree. <laughs> I'm not. I mean, dis- he, yeah. he was already on his way out anyways, and I think it's hilarious. But it it does say yeah. something if it's an action that might get two coaches fired, which is That's hilarious. Fair. Well, and in the James Winston responsible for how many? Coaches <laughs> Honestly, that's probably I mean, that could probably like, be the best thing that James has done for New Orleans his entire tenure <laughs> is getting Dennis Allen fired. I love that. Okay, that one, that one we're on board with, Jameson. That was yeah. good. Um, in the we all knew this was coming, and really no comment necessary. Uh, firing Ron Rivera got fired. Bye bye. Uh, we all knew that was happening. New ownership. Uh, we've said this for weeks, and He's been coaching like it. Um, the it'll be interesting to see what they do um, because I I don't know if you guys saw this, but the former uh, Golden State Warriors GM is being brought in as Bob an Myers. advisor. Yep, yep. Bob Myers is coming in to hire the new coach, so there mm. is no heir apparent offensive coordinator uh, named Eric Bieniemy that's just going to get promoted here. It, I mean, Pete they're Carroll, bringing an outside poach council poach to go him. and look around. You don't do that when you got a guy in house. Uh, yeah, you believe it exactly. So that it's, that's way more interesting it's still, than Ron Rivera's it's still firing. so fascinating that this Eric Bieniemy is not a head coach, even though he seems to be very good at his job. Still fascinating. At some point, I I I, I know we're going to hear this. we're going to hear the race card played in the off season, and I am very aware. Like they're going to talk about, well, it's just, it, you know, because he's black, he's not getting an opportunity. Dur, 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 dur. Which I think in the NFL that we live in today is garbage. I I personally do. Um, but and I understand I'm a white guy sitting in Oregon, um, who has should not have much of an opinion on this. But 
it literally has to be something with the way he carries himself. And there were so many, so many storylines at the beginning of the year where the, where the players did not like him. Like it was right. coming out of Washington, like crazy. They're like, every reporter is like the players do not like this guy at all. Like they, they're literally pushing back against everything he says. They're not listening to him. I was all, you automatically can't hire that guy as your head coach. Right. If, yeah. if that's the way the players you have feel now, yeah. did he do a good job as offensive coordinator for them? I would say, heck yeah. I mean, they had not a very good quarterback who had amazing yardage and like that Redskins team was scary for half the season. You didn't want nope. to play him. Nope. The Washington football team was. No, you did. The commanders. Thank you. Like, oh, dang commanders. it! <laughs> oh no, I have to unplug my mic. Yeah, Magic Johnson wants to take him back to the Redskins, just so you know. Um, Matt just unplugged his mic. So, all right. Anyway, I actually think a more interesting question actually is what Ron Rivera is going to do. I think that's more interesting than retire. Well, that's why I like. Is he going to retire? He hasn't said that he's like going to retire. He hasn't given any like. He's kind of like, all right, I'm just here. It's like, is he going to be a go? Go be a coordinator. Is he going to retire? I think he should retire. The dude's, I mean, he's been to a Super Bowl. He's he, he's won the division a couple times in, in, in Carolina. I just don't know. Um, I don't think there's any juice in the tank for I, any sort sure of like high-level like role. It sure so, doesn't seem like it. Advisor. And I don't know if he'd be, and I don't know if he'd I, be I a guy that would want that. to. Yeah, I, think it's, I think it's that advisor yeah. role that coaches he's take for like 62. a year. Yeah, he goes. Let him like he'll go to the 49ers and be an advisor for a year and then he'll get a job somewhere. Bro. Like that, that's well, like a Sean I, Payton I don't, or Michael I don't Carthy. want that on my own team, but you know, that's the scenario that plays out, right? Take that you're like, okay, off and then come back. Yeah, but yeah. not even off. You're just going to, you're going to go be an advisor uh, somewhere because he has experience. Yeah. And that experience he, is he'd valuable. Bring yeah. val- he'd he'd can, bring value like, to an organization. Can so, I, sure. I mean, I don't so think he's going to be a sideline guy, but he, he'll no, have yeah. some role, some sort of yeah. football operations. It, can and I then in, in a year or two, somebody's going to be like, hey, give him a coordinator job. And then he'll be a baller coordinator. Like, hey, he was actually a good head coach once. Let's give him a, so three or four years now. He'll be 68 and he'll get another job like or he'll retire. You know, that's that's the way it's going to be. So that's my opinion. That's, never mind. I'm, I'm not going to go the direction I was. Uh, the one that surprised us uh, this week uh, was a guy that won uh, his last game as head coach. On Sunday. And overall, his tenure had won. Had won uh, pretty well and done a good job. Uh, the guy we're a big fan of, um, Mike Vrabel, uh, gets the axe after six seasons. I can, couldn't believe it was only six seasons. I thought it was longer than that. It felt yeah, like longer than that. Um, I actually felt like it was seasons. only like three or four seasons. Yeah. Personally, I felt like it was shorter. Oh, okay. Well, whatever. I guess I'm, I'm old. Um, <laughs> I forget crap. But like he had four winning seasons, two not so good slash losing seasons. Um, this year was obviously very disappointing uh, for Tennessee. Took a big step back, um, but did knock the Jaguars out of the playoffs in that last game. And uh, now he finds himself on the unemployment line. Uh, we all are of a certain mindset, though, on this show. That dude's going to be unemployed for five minutes. He's a fantastic coach with a horrible roster. Um, I I think I picked them as one of the two teams compete in this division uh, just because he's a, he's the head coach. And you never yeah. know. You just never know. Yeah. Uh, this could easily have been a 9-8, and 10-7 and seven playoff team just because he's the head coach. And, one, uh, if Tannehill hadn't gotten yeah. injured. Yeah. And, it, and it he did missed, hurt what, them. five, six games? They, he, there seemed to be a lot of pressure for him to start Will Levis and to keep yeah. Levis in there um, with the high draft pick that they made him. 
Um, and uh, I don't know if that is what doomed him, but uh, irregardless, he finds himself in the unemployment line. We're all waiting to see, though, because currently, right now, uh, the Falcons have an opening. Washington has an opening. Uh, that would be an interesting uh, job consideration for Mr. Vrabel. I don't think Washington's going to go that direction. I think they're going to go offensive. But um, Washington has a, a pretty decent roster uh, that could be coached up. Um, Chargers. I don't. Well, there's a, we all know who the favorite is for the Chargers job if he wants it. It's a guy who just won a game on Monday night in the realm of college football. If that guy wants that job, it's his freaking job. Okay, because Jim, true. Mr. Harbaugh did a heck of a job in Michigan this year and beat the living crap out of Washington with his run game and incredible offensive line uh, on Monday night. And uh, he is the hottest commodity in coaching. He's going somewhere. I don't think that Michigan is going to be able to retain him unless there is literally a two attached to the front of his contract. Yeah, they got to back up the Brinks truck for that guy. They Whoa. literally have apparently have a contract on the table for the last two weeks waiting for him to Jim Harbaugh to sign it. It better and say $20 million a year on it. It uh, is reportedly making him one, if not the highest coach ever. So it has to, it has, has to, to yeah. right? It like literally it has to. Uh, if you're going to retain him, it has to be a ridiculous, stupid number, and it probably has to be in the realm of at least six years if with a ridiculous, stupid number attached to it. Yeah, has you're to competing be. with the NFL at this point. You have to put real dollars. Not that well, coach, I, I, coaches don't make College coaches dollars, make more than NFL coaches. Yeah, but. yeah, but like you have to overcompensate. Well, depends. Depends. We we went through that, remember? Depends. Yeah. Conference-wise, it, it really does depend. It really, the SEC yeah. is the only one that actually compares top to bottom. Yeah, uh, top and end, really, it's only the top good. eight. Yeah, yeah, top and, eight, and the top uh, of yeah, the top coaches make more than the NFL. Yeah. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this, and I don't think it's a hot take. Uh, Jim Harbaugh is not going to be the highest paid coach in college football. If he's staying in college football, he's going to be the highest paid coach ever in the history of sports. That's what's going to happen. There is no if and or buts. The numbers are always going up. They're never coming down. Yeah. And this dude is the hottest coaching commodity, period. He's going to make wide receiver one money. Heck yeah. He <laughs> yeah. is. He, he, he literally is. Um, that'll be interesting. But I think that's the Chargers job. Um, I don't know that anybody in the NFL is willing to give up that amount of money outside of those psychos. Um, that said, uh, well, I don't know. The Raiders seem to love to give away money now that I said that out loud. But... <laughs> Um, but no, I mean, you've got the Raiders job, you've got the Chargers job, Washington, uh, the Titans, um, the, which is an interesting job because the Titans are uh, basically, they got no contracts on the table. Remember this is Tannehill and Derrick Henry coming off the books. They don't have a big deal on the table at all. Yeah. Um, Atlanta, and Henry basically signed off, uh, after the yep. game to said deuces said, saying, Peace out to all the fans there. So, well, it yeah. seemed like he said deuces about a month ago. I was worried about him being on my fantasy team. So, <laughs> um, also Carolina open. Nobody wants that job. Kill me. Uh, no thanks. Um, and I do. I do want to say real quick that um, the Commanders have the most cap space in the league this next year. Yep. So that in and of itself, and they have a top pick. Well, they're number the two, right? Second. Yeah. 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 So you're looking at that, and you're like, I can go get my guy. And I can literally pay anybody any money to come here. 
So, so that automatically like raises that bar huge and you've got rid of that terrible owner. So it's, yeah. it's, it's a very like appealing job. I, I want to, I want to throw and and we're, we're all going to mention it. New England. We don't know, but no. And there are reports that it's literally up in the air and it's going to be Belichick and Kraft going, eh, what do in you think? room somewhere? What do you, what do you think? Um, I get some whiskey somewhere and uh, figure it out. I I have I made this comment to several people this last week who have asked that question or have been part of our discussions when it comes to Belichick. Um, I don't think that this is that big of a deal. Like, I really don't. I I don't think it, it just comes down to what Belichick wants to do, and if Kraft is like, hey, like I think it's time, or if Kraft is like, what do you want to do? It's all about those two guys' attitudes. Belichick's going to be just fine, everybody. He is old as crap. He has made his money, and he already sits on two of Robert Kraft's boards and collects over $2 million from that and genuinely is going to get paid $10 million a year to just sit there and talk to a camera on some freaking pregame show for Name the Network. Because Um, he knows more about football than anybody else alive. And who doesn't want to hear him tell stories? Who? Oh, yeah. Dear Lord, I would definitely Did you ever watch that that, uh, NFL Network special like the the top 100 players of all time or whatever. Yes. Like he was basically the host and you go back to like 1920 and he knew everything about these players. Oh my God. Like he's, all the, everybody else on the, ben, like, like he knows everything about football ever. Yes. Like it, it's he phenomenal. An the guy's mind's amazing. Yeah. But exactly. I, I, yeah. So he's going to, he's going to be just fine and whatever, but you throw that in there. Now I want you to think about all those teams that we just mentioned. There's only one team paying a quarterback more than $25 million. One. Okay. That is the Chargers. And that's a great situation. Okay. Kind of. The uh, for a quarterback. With the quarterback, that's a good situation. With there's some ugly contracts. There's a couple ugly contracts you gotta get through. Um, but you can be out of cap hell pretty quick um in uh with the Chargers as opposed to some other teams. Um there there there's I think there's really just two bad contracts. And then you got the lengthy quarterback. It's contract. Yeah. Khalil Mack and Keenan Allen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the Raiders only have one year left on their quarterback deal uh, because that third year is a void year, essentially. Um, they can get out of it uh, with Jimmy by oh, cutting. Well, him. Jimmy apparently has an injury clause where if he's injured, they can just cut him and not owe anything this next year. Oh, well, so he. Yeah, that's probably so. They, they covered their their butts on that. I was actually reading that the other day. So if yeah. if they cut him even well before even before June first or whatever it is, um, they they won't owe him a dime. Like the April designation or whatever it is, like uh, oh. because of the injury clause. There we go. Yeah. So they're they're going to be out of the hook. So these are all wide open slates. That's what I'm trying to point out. Tannehill's deal's done. Like we mentioned earlier, um, Washington hasn't paid anybody. Atlanta hasn't paid anybody. Um, legitimately, like. I, I mean, you got a rookie deal, a number one draft pick there in Carolina, but like that's going to be a completely new regime in all these scenarios. Nobody's attached to anything. New England doesn't have a quarterback. Um, I mean, like genuinely, this is wide open slate, and this makes sense for all these teams to be in the position that they're in, and makes their jobs really desirable because you can build something from scratch, partner with a GM. Uh, this is a scenario that the 49ers were in when they hired Shanahan and Lynch to take over. Um, and rebooted that franchise. Um, so, you know, there's there's some really attractive things. It all comes down to those owner relationships and what that's going to look like and their, those teams' patience 
Um, you know, and so stuff we can dive into later, but uh, we will be at some point ranking these opportunities as the uh, as time goes along. But I I know that a couple of these are probably going to make hires in the next two weeks. Like that's a normal thing that happens in January, uh, especially as these playoff teams start to come out. Um, yeah. Steve Wilkes, by the way, uh, uh, from the 49ers, their defensive coordinator, um, got a request from the Chargers this week uh, already. So uh, these teams are moving right now to go grab their guy. It'll be really interesting to follow that news. Raheem I want has to... been getting some as well. Yep. And and I, I Ben Johnson's going to get phone calls. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, like he will be, I, I think that he ends up in one of these jobs. I would not be surprised at all if it is Washington. Um, Washington, with all that money to spend and a blank slate um, and wanting an offensive coach, I actually like him there the most. Um, if they decide to go a different direction, variables, it's still interesting to me. But um, Ben Johnson in Washington makes a ton of sense uh, with a rebooting franchise. Uh, I want to turn it over to Jameson, though, as we're moving farther into the show. I know you got a couple of week, uh, a couple of questions for us as we're heading into Wild Card Weekend, and uh, we'll direct our conversation there. Yeah. So first one we have here, kind of the the big heavy hitter, which super, and we're going to preface it with a super Wild Card Weekend team. So that's just this weekend here. Which super Wild Card Weekend team are the other teams most afraid to face in the playoffs? Uh, Grant, I'm going to give you this one first. There's a lot He's of got ways. no skin in the game. There's a... <laughs> Shut up, Mike. <laughs> um, there's a couple ways I can go with this. My first thought is, I mean, I, I feel like it's disrespectful to not say the Chiefs because the Chiefs have been there and done this a bunch of times, even when their roster hasn't been as good, and yet Patrick Mahomes still somehow shows up and they're in the Super Bowl. Like, that is still a very real possibility that can happen. Um, and the other one I want to say, it makes me really upset, and I don't want to say it because I hate this team. And Jameson's already smiling. Yep. But yep, the, Rams, the Rams have played some really good football, and Matt Stafford has just been slinging it, and they've been hot. And, I mean, they barely lost to the Ravens. Uh, Seven and one to finish ago. the season. The only losses to overtime and that punt no, return a in punt, Baltimore. punt return. In Baltimore, like so, like I, I think those are the two where I'm sitting mainly just because again, I mean, I I still feel like you can't really count Patrick Holmes like him out until I mean they're still the reigning Super Bowl champs and he's yep. still in the playoffs. It's like and, a I mean, bit of Brady where you're like I'm not going to yeah. bet against Brady yeah. until I, I don't yeah, see him. Yeah, it's Brady it until it's, until it's someone else, you know. Yeah. Um. So so those are the two where I kind of sit right there. So I. Going into this week, I think, I think there's really there's just two two other ones that I'll I'll take on here. I don't don't disagree with that. Um, the Rams are, in my mind, playing. Uh, they're they're the hottest team right now. Uh, coming in, I mean, it's in a, if I of these options, okay, yeah. I would definitely say the Ravens. Otherwise, um, but I uh, I'll take the Cowboys. And for this reason, they're playing at home. Ain't nobody wants that right now. Yeah. Nobody. Nobody no. wants that smoke. I think right. Green Bay is going to get embarrassed. Um, do believe that. I understand not disrespecting Kansas City. I'll disrespect them a little bit. I don't want to play Cleveland at all. Mm-hmm. At I don't want to. They are so confident. They 
they can do what they want seemingly at will. That offense is coming out and lighting you up, and then they literally just hand the ball off in the second half, and it doesn't even matter to who uh, because their defense is going to beat the living piss out of you. If you just let them go two high safeties and tee off at the line of scrimmage um, with their pass rush, good luck. I mean, that defense is not kind, and they are going to beat the living crap out of you. Um, I will say, you know, when it comes to the Rams, that offense is annoying as crap to go up against uh, if you're a defense. Uh, but you can put points on that team right now. And, and we knew that going into the year. Uh, there have been teams that have been able to do that. And while the Rams have definitely won games and had some convincing wins here and there too, um, you know, you're able to, you are able to move the ball on them and keep things moving. So, well, my biggest uh, concern with that is actually the special teams as well. They have a that's fair, pretty abysmal special teams unit right now. Which yeah, is and your your kicker is not greatest. So <sighs> there's that, there's <laughs> that. But I no, I I just I just say like you are going to get yards on them. You are going to move the ball. Um, you know, and can they can they bend and not break? That's my question on the Rams. Um, it, you know, and now when they're only playing good teams, you know, that are really come into play. Um, but we'll see in a couple of weeks. I just think Browns are freaking awesome. And as long as Cowboys are playing at home, which is going to happen for the next two weeks, I don't, I don't see them losing. Uh, oh, I- it's it's going to take them. It's going to take the 49ers getting to the NFC championship game uh, for, for them to take a, an L that I really just think they're that good at home. I think the Lions have proved they can go in there and win, but I also think Fair. I, I'm I'm going to go with you on both counts. Like you stole both of mine um, because, and then there's a factor here. The only injury the Browns have really is their quarterback and Flacco has been playing phenomenal. Hey. And that team is healthy. That team is ready. They took last week off um, and they're ready to come out and beat up somebody. The Texans, they look good, but they still have some injuries and, yeah. and the Browns are going to come in and, and I, I'm just going to, no, like you said, nobody wants to face Browns. The Ravens don't want to face the Browns because I mean, the, that, the Colts gave the Colts gave the Texans all they could handle. They're a fourth yeah. and one conversion away from not being in the playoffs, and now yeah. you got to go play a rested Browns team. It's uh. it's oh man, I yeah. Like, the Ravens don't want to see the Browns. They they got beat by them earlier and barely yep. won the second time, right? Yep. And so you're looking at that, and the, and the Ravens are like, okay, somebody else, please take that team out. And I don't know if there's a team that can take the Browns out. They're not afraid of cold weather. They're going to be out there. They're rested. They're healthy. Browns, one of the scariest teams in the entire playoffs to me, period. They have proved they can beat everybody on their side of the – in their conference. They can they beat, beat the Niners. Top. Yep. Like, they beat the Niners. They beat the Ravens. They beat they beat anybody that's at the top of the list, right? Yep. And so and so you're looking at it, you're like, wow, that's a dangerous team. Um, I, I do agree with you about the Cowboys at home. I I still there's some things that I've watched with them that they, you know, they win by a bunch and then they just they lose a dumb game and you're just like, what's going on? And so there's still some of that weirdness with the Cowboys that I just don't I can't sit my confidence in. But I, I would have to say. The Rams probably still do it for me. Um, just just a hair over the Cowboys is is this Rams team. You they got some confidence in them now, and the coaching has just lifted them up. And they're man, I don't. How do you cover those those wide receivers? Like, how do you stop this team? And and it's the same thing as when they won the Super Bowl. Is like, how do you stop Cooper Cup? Well, you don't. He's going to get 180 yards. You just got to try and keep him out of the end zone. Like, 
between the two of them, they're going to get 220 yards receiving. Like you can't stop those two between Cup and Nakua. And now you so, have a running back who can and that's exactly what I was going to go. It's like, yeah. And that running back is so slippery and so good, and it's going to take a defense like the 49ers linebackers who are almost as fast as him to be able to even stop him. And, I, and that's what I see. I don't think the Lions have the 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 brawn to do it. I don't think like the Cowboys maybe you can outhorse them and the 49ers I think can combo have a good enough offense and a good enough defense to slow them down to still beat them but anybody else I'm looking at that Rams team and I'm like oh that team is scary quick, that team is quick scary question. Good right now. quick question for Mike and Grant um, who's the only team to beat the Browns since the end of October it's the Ravens it's the Rams is it the Rams? There you go. Of October. Yep, thirty six nineteen. That isn't yeah. a quarterback switch week, but whatever. Um, <laughs> you know, I mean, they the did put thirty six on that defense. That's yeah, fair until 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 December Flacco. But mm-hmm. uh, but legit, like uh, they are the only team to get them. Uh, those are the two hottest teams in the NFL win loss wise coming into uh, the playoffs. Um. Yeah, I mean, I I think that wraps it for us on that question. I I I think we picked some good ones too. I'm just yeah. saying that Cowboys. And I don't even have to answer it. I think you guys know probably what my answer would be. Yes, it. We, the Rams. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I mean, you know, you guys explained why the it's not Eagles. Biased. Yeah, that's it. Well, let's talk uh, about it. <laughs> you know, funny you bring that up, Grant. Um, the next yeah. one I have for you guys here. Who's the worst playoff team? Oh, okay. Um, There's different ways you can go with it because it's like, who's got like the, who's like the lowest floor? Because I mean, who I are still... you most wanting to play? We can word it like that. Okay, like, yeah. I mean, who you want to play right now? You. Who there's you two teams. There's one in the AFC. There's one in the NFC, and it's all. It both of them are injury related. I would yeah. in the NFC. I want to play Philly. Period. Yep. Yep. I want to play them more than I want to play Tampa. Uh, I think for me, it's the Packers. I see mm. I, the Packers have been offensively where you need to be to I know, win games I know in the postseason. But their defense has had a couple good weeks. But if you look yeah. at the totality of their season, I totally not very good at all. But we either. all know it's rhythm football. When you it get is, to the playoffs, oh, totally. it's rhythm football. I also totally think that Packers they're in it. Team, I think that Packers team, like if, if it's any other team besides the Cowboys at home, which it unfortunately is for them, that's a team where if you're a second seed and you draw them as a seven, you're like, come on, man. Like, really? Well, so but here's where I go, though. As much as is, I I think at this point the Packers and the Eagles are very similar at this point because the I I, th- I think the Packers have been playing up a little bit, Eagles have definitely been playing down, but in the playoffs experience matters. And the Packers are the youngest team in the NFL. Yep, like none of their dudes have like made it to the playoffs. Aaron Jones has a few times. Um, and that's probably they have the youngest it. receiving core in the league. They they none I, of them in the playoffs. Yeah, I think I think Aaron Jones might be one of their. I mean, if you if you linemen or things like that, and yeah, but well, Bakhtari's still on this team. Yeah, yeah, but but like they have no playoff experience, and playoff experience really does matter. And so sure. I think that's why I am going to say I'm going to say the Packers are a team that I would much rather face because the Eagles have at least been there, and they have consistently not played well at all. But I'm gonna take I'm gonna take a team that at least knows knows what to do. I think a little more here in this case. I I I think if we're answering the question literally, which team's better, which team's worse right now? 
I would still say that right now Philly's worse with all of the question marks that they've got on them. Um, you know, I, I mean, I just look at the back. The Packers are just clearly young. Like, they just played inconsistently. Lost to, like, the Giants and, and the Bucks in games that they should have not lost, uh, specifically the Giants one. But then they beat the Chiefs and the Lions. Um, you know, and so they're just they're inconsistent and they're young. But I don't I don't know. I, it I'd still rather play Philly knowing how banged up they are and that their defense freaking sucks. You want to talk about horrible defenses like, oh, my gosh, defense it's, it's so tackle, bad. <laughs> they can't tackle. <laughs> they cannot tackle anyone. Um, but the other team I would want to play AFC side finish up. My answer would be Pittsburgh. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, TJ Watt. A team is just not. That's the worst. As team much in the playoffs, as we just period. I think. For yes. Him. Yes. I, that that team goes, and we've said it for a couple of years now. That team goes if TJ Watt plays. Yeah. Like if he they plays, don't. there's a chance for them to win. If he doesn't play, it's basically done. Like, yeah. And I and I think overall, and, and the yeah. record, by the way, proves that. Like it's. Yes. It's like the 49ers with Trent Williams. If he plays. They have great chance to win. If he doesn't play, they basically win three games in the middle of the season uh, (laughs) or they lose three games in the middle of the season and they suck. Yeah. Uh, Dear God. But uh, yeah, I think it's definitely Pittsburgh is the worst overall team. And for me, second, there is Philly might throw. I think honestly, probably Green Bay's my third. That's me. I, I agree with you. I don't. I don't need to go into too many details. You guys have said it all. Um, I, I would say the Bucks are not. I mean, they've been kind of hot, but they're really not that great. I mean, they just beat the Panthers by nine points, nine to nothing. I mean, that's they didn't doesn't that give you any doesn't give you any confidence going in. And Baker Mayfield doesn't care about what you just said <laughs> at all. I think he would have liked that incentive from scoring a touchdown in the last week, but he couldn't get it. But he couldn't get it. Oh, that's true. And, and I will just say, I believe Baker Mayfield has played himself into a two to three year contract there. Whether or not they go draft another quarterback to raise up behind him in the second round or whatever, possible. But and he's not getting a ton of money, but he's played himself into a contract. He's done well. But at the same time, they're just so up and down. They've been beaten by most of the better teams. It's just eh. And but the if, if the Eagles weren't injured. I would probably say the Bucks, but I, I'm with you on the Eagles. They're they're injured, they're reeling. There's something off with this team. The coordinators thing just didn't work out for them this year, and uh, the Eagles are the team I'd want to see the most. Followed, like you said, by the Steelers. TJ Watt out is huge. The meme or the the the, the photo, the shot of uh, the X, the tweet. Um, someone saying JJ or TJ Watts missing the game, and then JJ Watt posted at the bottom. Do you think they'd notice if it was me out there? Yeah. Like he's perfect, you know. Like, go go sign him for a day and go, get him playing. I don't know, but that team that team hurts without him. So those are the same two teams. I agree with you. Yeah, I I definitely think of the bunch, it would be those three teams is kind of who I would choose here as well. Um, well, the last one I have for you, this one's pretty fun. I think which player will make the biggest impact? for super wild card weekend. This is fun because it can be offensive or defensive, right? We're not. Yep. yep. Which we could player? throw a kicker in here. We really wanted. Uh, that's funny. Ooh. I don't think it's going to be anybody playing in Buffalo. I think the biggest impact outside. is out of Buffalo. 
I think it is TJ Watt not playing is the biggest impact. Oh, mm. come on. You're, he's not playing. Uh. It says, oh, no, it only says which player will make the biggest impact. Oh, my gosh. But he not having it makes well the biggest played. impact. He doesn't Dang make an it. impact. He has an impact. <laughs> oh. no. All right, Mike, Mike let, let's, let's word it as people actually playing in the game. Okay. Totally different. Uh, different answer. I... Man, uh, I mean, I'd like to go first and just get mine out of the way. I think it's going to be. Oh, shoot. I'm I'm wondering if Mike and I are still thinking the same name here. Gosh, there's a I'm couple. I'm not there. sure. We'll see. Because, it, I mean, our natural lean is going to be quarterback. Most important position in the game. That's like a yeah. natural lean. Um, Which I've got a few. I think for conversation's sake, uh, first one coming to mind is is the guy in Cleveland. I think that that game has two of them. That's what like, I was literally going to say. Stroud and yep. Stroud and, and Flacco. It. Like <laughs> that was well, no, actually, half of that is right for me. Okay, but I, I, the, that's a huge thing. Like I just think Stroud and between or between the two of them, that that's massive. Um. And then I'd probably go like on the other side. It's it's the same type of scenario. It's the Stafford Goff situation in that game, and I think one of those four guys is going to be the most important uh, player of the week. And uh, yeah, the dub's going to be whoever's. I I think both those games probably come down to a possession, and it's going to be ball in hand wins it or loses it, depending on you know where it lands but yeah i'll I'll just i'll vote i'm just gonna go flacco i'm gonna not go quarterback tyree kill i'm gonna go tyree kill this offense needs tyree kill to be on the field catching balls all that good stuff he's going back to kansas city for the first time maybe hey like that maybe a little something there i'm supposed to be really cold so i think i think that you know obviously you know a run game is more impactful in the cold or things like that, or is, is, you know, travels better and all that kind of stuff. But I'm going to go with Tyreek Hill. I mean, the dude, like when he is on the field, that Dolphins team is completely different and so much more dangerous. They can score at any point when he's on the field. So I'm going to go with Tyreek Hill. Probably the most I, difficult guy to scheme against. Absolutely. Yeah. If he's there is just, absolutely. The speed is unreal. I, I'm a, I wanted to go with CJ Stroud and we were talking about like we both had that wave ray, like that brainwave connection there at the beginning when we were talking. But I think for I real do have another one and I'm the I'm biggest super wild card pick. weekend impact player is Matthew Stafford going home mm. and putting some numbers up on the Lions. That wasn't even my other one, but I like that's it. I think that's gonna be I think that's gonna be the impact player that I he's gonna throw for three thirty, three touchdowns. And uh, it'll, I think it'll still be a close game, but he's going to get I a standing think, ovation at some point. Oh yeah, oh yeah, he's he's going to play a video gonna, or something like that. Nobody's Not, gonna I don't that think they'll guy play a video before it. because that feels like, hey, this is a playoff game. Like we need to kind of be serious here. We can't like make <laughs> the other quarterback that has a really good chance of beating us feel that great. But he'll get a standing O like when he runs out of the tunnel. Oh yeah, the the the, the stadium would go nuts because and Come especially because cry before the game. Make him there cry you go. before the game. The the fans know that he it wasn't his choice to leave. He was traded. There's a sports psychologist and... talking to the coaching staff this week about how they should game plan that. 
They're like, there's administrators meeting and there is stuff happening. Like, how do we manipulate this guy? And it's Put his number in the ring of honor that do day. Do we disrespect him and not even say his name? You yeah, know, then he's like, going to throw for 500 on you. Oh, I know. Yeah, that was exactly, a horrible yeah. idea. But yeah, like, no, there's some I got Matthew Stafford as, as my, as my okay. impact player, I think. I think Jameson. Going, going to that. So dome. the first two that actually came to mind for me, you guys said it, CJ Stroud. Um, I, I, I think just if anybody's going to have an impact, especially as a rookie uh, on his team, considering some of the entries, it's going to be him. Um, I do think the other player is from that game, but I don't think it's Joe Flacco, and I don't think it's an offensive player for the Browns. I think it's actually uh, Miles Garrett. Okay. Because I think, I think them, like either one of those two, basically has to outplay the other. Because if Miles Garrett has a big day, that means CJ Stroud had a really bad day. And that means that the Browns win that game. If CJ Stroud has a really good game, I, it, it seems like that means that they would have beaten the best defense probably in the league right now, which includes what I would consider to be the defensive player of the year, Miles Garrett. So I think either one of those two guys can have the biggest impact. And if it's kind of similar to TJ Watt, if TJ Watt was playing, he probably would have been on that list for me as well. Um, I'm kind of trying to avoid just picking the quarterbacks because I, I think, you know, that's very clearly obvious. They're going to have the biggest impact on any game that they play. Oh, um, I hit the easy button. That's fine. Yeah. yeah and, and I think I, I'm going to kind of cheat here and I would do one quarterback. I'd say Stroud. And then I'll say, um, I'll say that boy, Miles Garrett. I think he's just, I think he's on a tear right now. I like um, the pick. So I'm, I'm really excited to watch that game for that reason. Those are the two guys I'm looking for. Okay. Well, we are to the po- uh, the point in the show that we absolutely love. Uh, after 18 weeks, we have come to the conclusion of our Pick'em game, and uh, I I can't believe that this is what happened. <laughs> Jameson came back and won it all. <laughs> that was literally mathematically impossible. <laughs> no, it happened. He, he, he yep. Anyway, I got no, some okay, NBA so- Pick'ems in there. Uh, yeah, yeah. He, he, picked, he, he picked every game that this past week. Uh, and so we, we, we counted all of that for him. No, so we will, uh, there's, we're going to have to have a discussion, probably off air about this, but we currently, as it stands, have a tie. For first no, I think place. we got to have it right now. What's that? I, we got to have it right now. How are we okay. going to, how are we settling it? But uh, well, say what happened. My bad. So we have a tie for first place. Matt and Mike. Both at fifty-eight and thirty-two. Both went four and one this week. They were tied last week. That continued, and so there we go. So, my Mike and Matt fifty-eight and thirty-two. I took. I guess would it technically be the second because it's a tie for first. Third, 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 third yeah. yeah, third at fifty-five and thirty-four. Still a great record. And Jameson at fifty and forty. Also a good record. Listen, like, people, if you just want to pick winners, pay attention to this show. We'll yeah, make you some money I mean, in Vegas. We all got into the 50s out of yep. the 90 games that we, yeah, out of the, yep, the 90 games we called, we all got at least over 55% of our, of our, of our Great. wins. Great, yours is wrong. I think it's 55 and 35. Oh. Yes. Yeah. It might be. I was like, I'm doing, I'm doing the math on our little thing here, and I'm yeah. like. Yeah, yeah. You so, only picked 89. Okay. So. There we have it. We got to figure out what this is going to be. This is we're going to have to pick. I think this is going to have to be something though like 
one or two games where you guys both like either one game where we know you guys are going to pick separately. Cause there's no point if it's like, uh, the, the, uh, you can't pick a Niners game. If yes, not, uh, Niners game has right. to be off the table. So yeah. maybe like the AFC championship game. Let's just, let's just do the playoffs and see how it plays out. Go down to how the about Super Bowl. Me, how about what? Well, no, because, no, because, because, me and because if the Niners get in the, the Super Bowl, then we know they're both going to pick the Niners. That's not necessarily <laughs> true. true. We are both willing to pick against our team. If we think we're going to lose, we're both willing to do. I okay. mean, yeah. All right. Anyway, I, um, I did, no, we do need yeah. to come up with a way to do it though. And <laughs> if it would have been really smart of us, Mike, to like do the national championship game or something, just see, all right. so, that so would have been smart. Would have picked against Washington though, right? Yeah, um, I would have picked Michigan. Yeah, I will be really curious. I, I'm, I'm just trying to pick one, we we, is, but it, we're gonna do this together. I mean, do we let this ride? Do we, I, I asked no, you guys, but we talked we about this. We talked about this I last know. week, and we said. This is a regular season thing, just yeah, like it is. the MVP, the rookie of the year, all that stuff is regular. All right, Mike, season. we could just right now, ready? You just rock paper. No, sit, no not, I'm not doing the whole season on that. that. It needs to be uh, football oriented. I say okay. we let it ride. We let it ride. I, that's I my, say that's my you guys call. both have to play a game of tackle football against each other. Against each other, one one on one tackle football. I don't know what the how heck that is going on I here? Say, it's be no, no. Like that. How about this, Mike? How about we each just to settle it? We'll call the tiebreaker. We pick who's going to throw the most passing yards this week. We each pick a quarterback. Oh. For pick okay. For pick em, we, We're, we're still picking reason. something. So, and we go outside the win loss. So that week we can play playoff pick them as a group. And you and I each pick a quarterback we think is going to have the most passing yards. I don't Oof. have any idea who I'm going to pick yet. I'm just, that was my solution. What's save, a stat do, we could go I for? I think we should save this for, but we should save this for like the conference games. No, I just think it's more wide open here. I think we got the most shots. Oh, yeah, yeah. So there's there's the most variety right here, yeah. I mean, yeah. there's the most... Ver- okay. That's what I mean, I'm hey, saying. It just hey, makes you, if, or I'm we can start picking some are- lines for some of these games in the pick'em as well, and then whoever also hits the lines. Don't make me do math. <laughs> That's stupid. <laughs> I come here to have fun. Dallas by four and a half. Oh, how uh, do you do half one? Okay. So... so-, so- all right, so we'll pick a quarterback at the end here. Let's do the pick them, and then so Mike and I will each pick a quarterback. So let's go a little faster on this pick okay. just because of our time we're That's at, fair. and there's more yep. games we got. That's so true. we don't need to give a whole in-depth thing. We know what these teams are. Um, yep. We've talked about stuff. them all. We've talked about them all already. So okay. we got the Browns at the Texans. So I'll go first since we got it here. I'm going to go Browns. No shade to the Texans, but this Browns team, they're more talented. Joe Flacco slinging it. Um, that defense is just, I think, will kind of give fits to a dude Makes who's sense. never been there before. Makes so, sense. Next up, Jameson. Uh, me? This is actually kind of a tricky one for me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go Browns just so I don't think on it for too long because I don't want to talk myself out of it because that's kind of what I had coming in here. Um, I am probably going to be rooting for the Texans once again. Um, but I just oh, think, sure. Yeah. I, sure. I just think Good story. the injuries probably a little too much of this as a Texans team that's full health. I'm taking them and I'm probably not really second guessing it. Um, but I, I'm going to I'm going to take the Browns. We'll go with that. Could oh, very God. well be a, a Joe Flacco collapse. And be, that looks yeah. very silly. But hey, that defense three interception just, game, whatever. Yeah, that, I mean, I, I think with how good that defense is, it might need to be a four interception game. <laughs> um, so, that is fair. Uh, uh, yeah, we're going Browns. All right, I'll just jump on it. Browns. Uh, and I'll just say I'm so excited for the playoffs just because there's all these freaking storylines, man. I we're not going to be sad like with the results of this. If somebody loses here, like if the Chiefs lose, uh, I, mean, I, I would be If sad. the Dolphins lose, uh, that makes sense. Um, but like 
it, but not that. There's nothing. You know, it's the yeah. lion. I wouldn't be that. But See, that's Browns, what this Texans, is like. The perfect, whoever wins, that's awesome. I think we got of the playoff teams the best matchups that we could have had. I don't disagree with that. I love these matchups. Mm-hmm. This is fantastic. The script writers did their thing. I have no <laughs> idea who's going to win most of these games. No clue. Just purely guessing based uh, on. I'll stuff. tell you, Matt. Don't worry. That's fine. Yeah, that's well, worked out go for, for you. All right, Dolphins, Chiefs, Jameson. Um, well, I'll say, Mike, you, you didn't say yours, but you, you I'm assuming oh, yeah, I took the Browns. Sorry. Yeah, I took the Browns. Uh, I'm with you guys. We've all talked about it. Texans, if they had all their receivers healthy, I think I might take them. Um, their offensive line was healthy. I might take them, but uh, I'm, I'm going Browns. They're, they're healthy. They're rested. Let's do this. Yeah. All right, Jameson. Dolphins and Chiefs. I'm going to take 12 the degrees. I'm going to take the Chiefs. Chiefs Again, Patty Dolphins Mahomes. just not very healthy right now uh, when they need to be healthy. Um, again, it, like you were saying, Grant, it's hard to say no to Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid in Arrowhead in zero degree weather when really the only thing that I'm like, this could be an impact in the game is, yeah, sure, he was a guy that used to play there and probably won't be too concerned with the Colton and Tyree kill, but he himself is a little bit banged up too. Um, and if it's Tua versus Patrick Mahomes with the game on the line, I think I'm going to pick the one that's actually done it. So mm-hmm. I'm going to go Chiefs. Yeah. I don't know how long right. I'm going to ride the Chiefs, the Chiefs train, to be honest. Uh, <laughs> playoffs, this is, but I, this is this the last is, stop. Yeah, this is. Oh, this is, hey, Matt. Let's see it then. This is, this is, is this last stop for the Chiefs? No, freaking Chiefs are going to win this game. Chiefs um, are going to win this game. I hate this game. I, I, I hate picking them. I want the Dolphins to win. I've been watching the in-season hard knocks, and they're just so nice. Like, this team's so fun to, like, watching that show. They're just really nice guys. Yeah, I would have rather. Like, it's I very mean, endearing. As good as the matchups were, I kind of wish I was picking like Dolphins versus Bills for the playoffs in this first yep. round, because then I probably would have picked the Dolphins. But it's just hard for me to get there with, especially how the the team is playing, uh, at least from an injury standpoint, and then having to go to Kansas City. I don't love. Do it, Grant. Do it, Grant. Do it, Grant. All right, I'll go. Oh, you want me to swing? You want me to? You know what I want you to do. Yeah. It's what you do. You know what? Not really, bro. I was only three games behind you guys. Hold on. I just need you, before you say it out loud, this is Tua versus Patrick Mahomes <laughs> in Kansas yeah. City in the playoffs. No, I just, as want, much, I just want to make you aware of that. Yeah. As much as I want to, Come on. I, I just don't think I can. Right. I, I just don't think I can. Like all right. All right. Uh, yeah. I'm going with Chiefs and Andy and Patrick, Travis, and Russ. I'm gonna, I'll use my powers of manipulation on another game. Oh, okay. Fine. And Mike, I, how about you? I'm going Chiefs. I think this is an Isaiah Pacheco game. I think he's going to do outside run, outside run, outside run, since the Chiefs have no defensive ends. And Dolphins. 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 Oh, sorry, yeah, the Dolphins have no defensive ends. And Pacheco's he's going to little dump offs to the side. He's going to do little outside pitches. No and he's going to run all over this him. team. He's, it's going to be yeah. freezing cold. No one wants to hit him. That guy's running like a train. Exactly. And I, th- I think that's what it looks like. I think impact player of the game, Pacheco, because nobody else besides him and Kelsey want to catch the ball. Yep. And so yep. that's that's what's going to look like, I think. All yep. right, Mike, and we'll, we'll just stay with you. Going on to our Sunday games, we got Steelers at the Bills. Do it. Near freezing with <laughs> slush, it looks like, but neither of these teams really care about that, I don't think. No. Um, I got to go with the Bills. Um, I don't like them. I don't think they're a very good team. Uh, we talked about it earlier, but the Steelers without T.J. Watt, I think this is just end-of-line for them. Yep. All right, let's just go back up. Matt, how about you? Uh, Bill's end of story. That's all I got. You might yep. be able to just put a sweep down there. 
Yep. Yeah, I think you can. Yep. Yeah. Uh, no one who watches football should pick the Steelers unless you're a Steelers fan and you're just delusional. You're All right. Silly gooser. I'll go next. We got Packers at the Cowboys. This is another one. Uh, yeah. It's Sweep. Cowboys, Jerry World. We're sweeping all Unde- four uh, of these undefeated, games. Man. I thought somebody would take the Texans. Jameson, I'm disappointed in you. I, I was close. But I thought about you it. You didn't tough. take your guy. I thought about it. I, th- I thought I mean, about it for two why are we now? Nico Collins Wait. has 150 yards. They will win that football game. Let me why, are we now, why are we now playing it safe now that we're not even... Well, no, I just think this is how we all feel. Yeah, no, like, it is. I, I think this we know is, these teams are now. Like it's yeah, it, we know we know some stuff. I don't think these are bad games. I no. just think I know who's going to win them. Yep. All I right. say Jameson this... goes first on the last one here on this one. On this one? Oh okay. yeah, he has. To. Yeah. Uh, I'll go first. Wait. Oh, okay. No, we all we just swept the Cowboys. We're on that game. That's what that's what I'm saying. You're going. For, oh, he's going last. Jameson going last on this oh. pick. <laughs> He doesn't. He can go last first. Doesn't, doesn't freaking matter. Yeah. yeah. All we gotta do is shut him up. Freaking talking <laughs> um, about Stafford. I mean, I said it earlier. The Rams are playing hot. I don't know if in my gut, I like, my my and like morally, it is correct for me to pick the Rams. You're gonna. You're either rooting for Matt Stafford or Jared Goff. You know. <laughs> <laughs> No, he's rooting no, for Jared Goff. <laughs> I am rooting for Dan Campbell. MCDC, put it down. Lions, baby. Hey. All right, Matt. Uh, this is all about, and I'm going to look at Jameson's face when I say it, Sam the team that can and will. Oh, and will. I Hey, anybody who picks the Lions, I'm not mad at it because if I weren't a Rams fan, I'd be like, man, this is like one of the hardest games to pick as a neutral. I, yeah, Lions, the Lions are too talented in key spots, and this has nothing to do with the Rams. The Lions are too talented in the places that matter and clicking in a manner which they have not as a franchise in years. I know it would absolutely suck if the Rams come in and play spoiler on the Lions' <laughs> first time in the playoffs in a fat minute. Um, and I just don't think it, I, I don't think it's going to happen. I don't want to see it happen, and I don't think it's going to happen. Um, but this is the game. This is the game of the weekend. And if you're not stoked for this, you hate football. This There's is reason it's Sunday night awesome. football. This is going to be electric. I'm about it. Um, yeah, I'm, it lines all the way. Uh, Mike? This one, like everybody else has said, this is the hardest game of the weekend to me. Uh, the next one's actually kind of hard, too. Um, but this Fair. one, this is, I got to go. I've got to go the Rams. My game changer is Matthew Stafford. Yep. I think they're playing hot. I think the Lions are good. I don't know if they're good enough. Um, and and they always it's it's like a curse. They always just seem to fall flat a little bit. I'll go Rams. Jameson and I will 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 uh will double team this up and uh, get yep. a good record here. All I'm gonna say is for one, you have Jared Goff versus Sean McVay. I feel like if there's any coach in the league that's not Bill Belichick that can put Jared Goff in a torture chamber, it's probably Sean <laughs> McVay. Um, and I also, <laughs> as good of an OC as Ben Johnson is, I don't think Dan Campbell like can match the head coaching energy from like what he can do to control a game. I think he just needs a little bit of that extra help 
Um, but what I really want to highlight here is what, uh, what we were just talking about with Matt Stafford. Um, you know what happened last time Matt Stafford was in the playoffs with the, the Los Angeles Rams? Not even just the Super Bowl, just numbers-wise. This guy, in four games, 70% completion, 1188 yards, nine touchdowns, three picks, a hundred and let's see, where was that? Should have been four rating. picks and a loss. <laughs> 108 quarterback hey. rating, 108, two fourth quarter comebacks and three game winning drives in one playoff run to win the Super Bowl. And I just think him going home, this is a place where he is probably more loved than even in Los Angeles. And He's just, he's got the ice. They've also got the talent. I think maybe besides the Rams special teams, the worst unit in this game might be the Lions defense and the best unit in this game might be the Rams offense, at least right now. And so for all of those reasons, on top of me being a Rams fan, I am <laughs> taking the Rams in this game. Um, but it is also a very unique situation where if the Rams lose this game, I'm not feeling all that bad because one, we weren't supposed to really be there going into the season. We were talking about, you know, us Rams fans, like, can we tank for Caleb Williams? Like, what's what's going on? Um, and also, it's the Lions. And the Lions are probably, like, the other team that's not the Rams that I would be rooting for as if they were the Rams. It's like, Rams 2.0. So, um, I'm going to take the Rams, but it's going to be a good game. It's also just objectively a great storyline for the playoffs. Probably the best one in the first round. It, it probably will be the best game, I think, in the first round. So, You're, really excited for that one. But I'm I'm taking my boys. Let's I've been waiting. I've been waiting for Jameson to get to say all of that because I wanted to say this right afterwards. You know how many playoff teams the Rams have beat this year? How many? I do. One. How many of those they playoff the, teams? They beat the Browns without a quarterback. Good, they beat the oh, Browns. They beat no, that doesn't count. In a consequential two. game. That's they two. also they also played the Ravens better than any of those other playoff teams have. I, I don't disagree with you. Um, you can only play, play who's game. on your schedule. The Rams All right. got healthy. I, I've and been waiting up. for that I'm, for a I'm, while. I'm going to speed this up with peace and love, Jameson. I'm praying for your team's downfall every day. Um, <laughs> I will go I will go next. We got did our you final just say with my, peace and love? My that prayers were already, yeah, did. Hey, my prayers already answered. We're yeah, here and you're not. Simple. Cool. All right. That's the... That's the craziest thing I've ever heard. All right. We got our final game of Super Wildcard Weekend, Monday Night Football. We've got the Eagles at the Buccaneers. I'll go first on this one. I'm taking the Eagles. It's really, I, I, I don't love this, but I, I think that there is more talent on this team. Um, I know that there's probably decimated injuries some way here and there, but I'm going with the Eagles. Uh, let's have Matt go next. Bucks. All right. There it is, Love baby. it. Want it to happen. Calling it Bucks. You're welcome, Levi. Uh, Mike. Let's go, Mike. Ah, oh, man. I hate picking with Grant. I, it always backfires on me. Um, what are you talking about? <laughs> always backfires on me. It goes with you. It does. It, if, I, if I pick the same as you, it goes, it, it goes bad for me. Um, <laughs> I, I don't like the way the Bucks have played the last oh, couple weeks. They got a couple. They lost to the Saints, and then they barely beat the Panthers. I think uh, if if any team can turn a switch and play well for a game, it's the Eagles. It's going to be seventy degrees and warm. 
Um, but let's go Baker Mayfield. Let's go Magic oh, Run. Oh, yeah. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah. Yep. Oh, he's yep. you're just doing it because Grant picked him. That's okay. That's okay. Uh, that was the final nail in the coffin. But also, <laughs> if AJ Brown's hurt, like yep. literally, there, there's just pending. things. Yeah, literally, like literally the last time you guys all went against me, I went four and one. You guys all went like two and three. So just point that out there. But I do oh, three and two, really? but that's okay. I do want to say this um, because Jameson. I I am going to pick the Bucks as well. Yeah. But what I have a feeling is going to actually happen is you're going to be wrong. Is that I'm going to be wrong? But what's <laughs> going to the narrative is going to be the Eagles bounce back. They win a playoff game. Watch out. Here come the Eagles. They're turning it on now that it's the playoffs and everybody's going to buy into that. And then whoever they play next is going to mop the floor with them. Because I do think if I'm not mistaken, going into last week for the Buccaneers, Baker was like dealing with a little something. And then I think he got banged up even a little bit more in that game as well. Um, so like, <laughs> I, I don't think I'm going to pick the bucks. Um, yeah, well, but here's I, what I I'm think just, is going to happen. I'm, I'm going to be just wrong. Saying, I'm just saying, like, what the narrative you're probably going to hear is like the Eagles in the playoffs. We told you when the time comes, they're going to put it together. They're going to win. I'm like, yeah, but it was the Bucks and Baker Mayfield was kind of dinged up, and they weren't even supposed to win that division. Whoever came out of that division was probably going to get slaughtered anyways. But I do think the Eagles are that bad, and I think if Baker can hit up Mike Evans for you know a nice like hundred hundred ten yard game at minimum, I think they just like run away with it. I don't think the Eagles can do anything. So, um, and that's even if I was, I was going to pick the bucks when we were talking earlier in the show, I was going to pick them even before the AJ Brown and the Devonte stuff. I was just like, I don't, wh- what have the Eagles done lately to make me feel any good about them? So that's what I'm going to say. I'm going to go bucks. All righty. Sounds good. Well, that is all of them. That is all six games, right? One, two, three, four, five, six, six games. Super Wild Card Weekend is here, folks. Cannot wait for it. This is going to be an incredible weekend. Um, we are excited for every moment of it. I will be glued to a television or my phone the entire weekend watching this stuff go down. Uh, hoping for some incredible storylines. Specifically, you know, just don't do anything Saturday night. Watch that game. Um, be curious to see some of these stats that come out. We do need to do one tiny little thing. Mike? I am going to go Dak Prescott. I already got it written down. Dang it. Did you? It's on the thing right Shit. there in front of you. <laughs> yeah, All right. right then here, I'm bro. taking Flacco. Ooh. Oh, that's a good get. Yeah. Then I'm taking Flacco. I, I mean, we're just picking yards. So, yep. and that's all this is, right? We, we <laughs> yep, agree. Yeah. That guy likes for the championship. What? Dude, what if it's a freaking tie? <laughs> what are the chances? We're doing it again. Yeah, the next you guys get three thirty-five each. <laughs> I almost picked number. Matthew Stafford and let it's you have Dak Prescott, but I was like Dak Prescott against the Packers. Yeah. I gotta go that way. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was looking at I was looking at those defenses, going, nah, I don't think Baker's gonna go throw for three hundred on anybody in the playoffs. I don't think Patrick Mahomes hasn't been thrown so. it like that. Dak and CD yeah. is just like a guaranteed banger. Oh, are we stupid so. here? Is it Josh Allen? Ooh, no, it's gonna, Chiefs no, it's gonna snow. Tua? It's gonna snow. The, no, you can't bank on any injury I, potential. Yeah, I no, think no, the, the Steelers. I think conditions I, no, I wise. Oh, 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 I get I get what you're saying. Yeah, two yeah. in the Dolphins with Tyree. It's too yeah. cold. Too conditions cold. wise for the Bills, Matt, I think it'll right. be a tough one. All right. Well, glue yourselves to the TV. Have a great weekend. Enjoy football. We certainly will. Yes, sir. Love playoffs. 
Thank you, guys. We'll be back next week to recap it all and lose our freaking minds about whatever happened then. Have an awesome playoff weekend.